T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. ready for you. Hold on just one second, okay? Joe! They're here! Hi! Guess what? Today is the 100th day you have come over to play. Hey guys, today is a very special episode. Why is that? Well, I'm glad you asked, because it's the 100th episode! Holy guacamole! We actually made a hundred episodes of this crap. We made it, Holman. Yes! <laughs> we did it! This may be too big. Feels epic. <laughs> I wonder if we should tell our listeners that this whole episode is going to be just rehash of their favorite episodes of the no, episodes. It's bigger than that. Is it bigger? Yes. Hold on, let's listen. You're right, it is. Lightning and Holman. Hey, this is Brent from Nissan. I just wanted to reach out and say congratulations on 100 episodes of the Truck Show Podcast. On behalf of all your Nissan truck brethren, we're glad that you made it this far and appreciate everything that you guys do to educate, inspire, and inform truck fans all over the country. Actually, uh, we're probably mostly just surprised, befuddled, and possibly impressed that you've managed this long without some corporate suit putting it into all the fun. Us too. Anyway, guys, keep on trucking and racking up those five-star reviews. What's up, Truck Show Podcast Nation? This is Greg from Deck and all the folks at Deck that want to wish a happy 100th anniversary to the Truck Show Podcast, 100 episodes of being awesome. Thanks for listening. I know you love the Truck Show Podcast, and everyone at Deck loves the Truck Show Podcast. So let's get back to the Truck Show Podcast with Sean and Jay. Hey, Truck Show Podcast. This is Steve Sanders with Cummins. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. You know, Cummins is 100 years old this year, but 100 episodes, that's cool, too. Anyway, thank you guys very much for everything, and keep up the good work. Hey, it's Diesel Power Editor KJ Jones here. I just wanted to take a second to say congratulations to my boys, Lightning and Holman. 100 episodes of the Truck Show Podcast, guys. That is an incredible milestone that you've reached, and I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Hammer down. Keep it on the throttle. Looking forward to hearing more and more good things from the Truck Show Podcast. Hey, this is Dirthead Dave from Dirt Every Day. Congratulations, Truck Show, on your 100th podcast. Keep on trucking in 2020. OMG. Jabubli and Hubba Bubba. I cannot believe that you guys <laughs> got to 100 episodes. How is this possible? First of all, how have you not killed each other? Second of all, how have I not killed either one of you? And third of all, you found people to listen to you guys talk for like a billion hours over 100 episodes? I don't even understand how this is happening. This just proves my point. And maybe people in this room are so smart. Nah, I'm just kidding. You guys know I love you. 
congrats on your 100th episode. I know it's super hard, and I'm actually a little proud of you guys. Oh, tear. Come on down my face. Oh, and Lightning, I heard you got a truck. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a truck either, so I can't really give you that <laughs> much <true>. crap. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Bye. 100 episodes. I never thought you guys would make it past. Actually, I never thought you guys would make it, period. But that's really great. You made it to 100 episodes. Um, I'm sure I was a huge help. Um, if you want to make it to 200, you know, you're going to need to get me back on the show. But uh, no, seriously, congrats. That's a that's a huge accomplishment. And uh, proud of you guys. And uh, I don't know, keep on trucking? Something like that? Bye. Uh, Johnny Lieberman, check it in there. Uh, very nice, very nice. Although he didn't really believe in us. No, he didn't. Yo, Holman, Lightning, it's Finnegan. Congrats on 100 episodes. Now don't it up, all right? <laughs> Might be too late for that. <laughs> yeah, oops. <laughs> hey, Lightning and Holman, it's Jim Morrison from Jeep. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Great job. This is Fred Williams from Dirt Every Day. I'm here to give the Truck Show Podcast a big old shout out for making it to 100 episodes. Way to go, guys. Hey, Truck Show Podcast. It's David Freiberger from Roadkill here. Congrats on 100 episodes. You know, you guys have actually done an amazing thing bringing the very first podcast into the Motor Trend Company. And of course, it's been a success because you had me on two episodes. But seriously, (laughs) congrats. And I hope to see you guys soon. Hey, guys. Gail Banks here. You are two twisted gearheads. Who knew you'd hit 100? Wow. Congratulations, guys. His wow sounds like he's concerned. Like, <laughs> like wow, wow, should this keep going on? I don't know if I should promote this. This is Aaron Kaufman from Arclight Fab in Dallas, Texas. Congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes. Jeez, I guess they'll let anyone produce anything these days. Way to go. Jay and Sean, congrats, 100 episodes. Don't know how the hell you guys did it, but I guess I'll keep on listening once in a while. Keep rocking, my <laughs> man. From Corey and PPI. Well, he kind of cut off at the end, but I think that's because he sent this one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jay and Sean, I hope y'all get tons of s***s, tons of <laughs> and freaking for all the guys, because 100 episodes is epic. So keep on rocking out. From Corey and the PPI crew, I wish you many midget s***s. Great times, parties, all the s- the s- and all the good things that come along with it, except s- that you can't shoot. Well, I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's not appropriate. No, I bleeped most of that <laughs> out. Oh my! All right, well, uh, what do you say we just uh, go ahead and start the show? Yeah. <laughs> the truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel, and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Ah, it was only a hundred episodes ago that we did that for the first time, and, uh, Stared at each other uh, with fear in our eyes and went, what are we doing? And we're still no better. I no. cannot believe you've lasted this long. Oh, Alice. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get to you much further, we have to thank our two sponsors that have been with us basically since the beginning. Uh, Nissan, our presenting sponsor. So if you're in the market for a uh, new half-ton truck, check out the Titan or Titan XD. Wait, which one? Nissan Titan XD. Wait, which one? Nissan Titan XD. 
Or just a regular old Nissan Titan, which is pretty good, too. Now, what about the warranty, Alice? Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. See, I found her. Yeah, she I was, was going to uh, say, she's been gone for a while, but you brought her back for the uh, 100th episode. Well, they had taken the website down, where, <laughs> I, I, where I generate Alice. Uh-huh. And, and uh, all of a sudden, I was, uh, this morning, I was just You went to GoDaddy, and you uh, well, bought it. Well, no, <laughs> I was like, because I, I saved the link on my browser, uh-huh. and I clicked it just randomly, and boom, it was back up. I'm so, like, Alice! It wasn't like it being lying at a Wiener Schnitzel? where you paid for the guy behind you or anything? You didn't like uh, just be a benefactor for that website? No, no. Right. I have nothing to do with it. Oh, wow. Just I fell in love with Alice and... Uh... Lightning, what is wrong with you? Oh, I've been asking that for 100 episodes. Mm. NissanUSA.com if you're in the market for a new truck. All right, also got to uh, thank our friends over at Decked. Decked.com if you uh, need some cargo storage solutions for your van or pickup truck. <laughs> That's the sound of the deck to drawer. All right, uh, so I don't know what to get into first. Should we talk about the cake that arrived today? Where's this from? I don't exactly understand. Uh, so there are uh, multicolored sprinkles all uh-huh. over this uh, four-inch wide. And it says one zero zero in candles. Oh, it sure do. So that came from uh, our friend in HR who actually likes the show. Human resources. Yes. Uh, we call it people and culture here at the old motor <laughs> no, group. No, you don't. Yes, we do. People and culture? People and culture. It's not human. What? So here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. HR. No, we're not going to get in trouble with HR in our 100th episode. Here's the deal. I'm just trying to understand. No, no, no. You're going to be offensive on accident. So, and (laughs) and they gave us a cake. Yeah. So here's the deal. Mm -hmm. It's about people Mm -hmm. and good culture. So uh, HR would never bring you a cake. People and culture bring you a cake for your 100th. We love people and culture. (laughs) Yes, we do. Wait, people and culture. Uh, Tongue twister. PC. All right, hey, check this out. What's this? Why do you have a priority mailbox in your hands? Well, it says uh, this is from our friend Ray RB, also known as Popeye, who's been mm-hmm. with us since the beginning. Popeye! And he said that he was going to send us a mm-hmm. present for our 100th, and lo and behold, it did not get stuck in the mailroom or lost. Should I open so it up? I have no idea what it you're is. You're going to open it up? I'm ripping the adhesive, mm-hmm. and then how about you can open I'll the I'll open the top flap there you of, go. of this 12-inch right. tall box. I have no idea what right. that is. Hold on. We should. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm oh. going to... Take a picture. All right. Uh-huh. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Don't do that yet. I've got this. All right. There's a piece of paper inside. Okay. And this, oh, this piece of paper has a piece of blue painter's tape on the top. I'm going to give it to you a very long note here. Yeah. What is this? There know. are three pieces of, there's something heavy in here. Hold on a second. There. One is, says Sean, one half, then Jay, and then... Sean, second of what the? It's like a multi-part. So there, these are like twelve-inch long sticks. Hold on, should I read what he wrote? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Read what he wrote. Hello, Lightning and Holman. Mm -hmm. First five star. Congratulations on episode one hundred. An amazing feat. Well done. Hundred episodes. Five stars. Five hundred episode stars. A lot of blood, sweat, tears, and kitchen passes went into it. Thank you for literally tons of solid information and genuine entertainment. I'm sure I speak for all of your listeners as well as myself when I say thanks also to your families because they have suffered many hours, nay days of lost dad time. (laughs) Second, why are there two gifts for Sean and one for Jay? Ouch. Hold on, here he says, uh, because Sean is my favorite person on the show. Oh, no, that's not what it's Oh, okay. That was just me. Okay. Uh, Easy. I screwed up the engraving on the first one, but what else could I do with it after I messed up the engraving? Nothing. So Sean gets a proper one and a slightly flawed second one. Engraving is upside down relative to the manufacturer's engraving. One for each hand, maybe? And Jay gets a perfect one without being bothered by a flawed one. A A what? I don't know. They're wrapped in paper, so they. I'm. I can feel it. Okay. They feel like I want to say tongs, like like salad right, well, tongs. I but, doubt he sent a salad. You know what? Tongs. That's what it feels right. like. He says, "I hope you don't think these are too dorky, but I'm a practical kind of guy, and these are the best." Oh, barbecue tongs. Oh, 
I've right. ever run across. Every other person my wife and I have gifted these two loves them. One of my brothers, a, refi- a retired fire captain, does several charity barbecues uh, each year, and these are his favorite. Also, I knew these would be a safe gift because no one else would be getting these for either of you. Anyhow, they're made in the USA, nice and stiff. That's what she said. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Long enough for most barbecues. <laughs> That's what she said. And because the tip is nice and wide. That's what she said. It makes it easier to turn the meat with authority and precision. That's what she said. The wide tips can also act as a spatula scraper to unstick your meat before you turn it. <laughs> that's what she said. And just so you know, every uh-huh. one of those that's what she said was one that Ray put in parentheses on here. <laughs> of course he did. He says, I'll be interested to see what you guys think of them after you had a chance to use them. Note that there's an engraving of both sides of the tongs as well as both sides of the hinge end. If they just aren't your style, no worries at all. Please feel free to re-gift them to anyone you think that might be able to use them and has your same names. Oh, look at this. Again, congratulations and many thanks for for giving us the Truck Show Podcast. Very best regards. And that's our buddy Ray. And right. uh, Ray, we really appreciate that. These things are nice. Hold on. I like this. Hold yeah, on. look at this. I'm... So engraved right here, these are Edland. Okay. Model 6460. Heavy duty, stainless for steel. Look at this. Right in, engraved right on the uh, the armature here. Jay Lightning Tillis, MBA. That's right. Sean P. Holman, MBA. Boom. Yes. Should we have a uh, barbecue tongue fights in yes. the... Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, what does MBA stand for? Well, if you flip over your uh, tongs mm, okay. on the opposite side, it Let says, take a look. Master of Barbecue Arts. Oh, that's not what mine says. Oh, what does yours say? Mine says Master of Bragworthy Audio. No way. Read it. Wow. Sure do. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah, right, now I really got to take a picture and post these. <laughs> now, on wait a minute. Well. What does your other one say? Because remember, he screwed one up. No, me... I think it's just because it was upside down, right? Is that what the deal is? I Let me, so. me take a look at the so. other one. Ugh. Take Are you opening my present? Yeah. Okay. So what? Come on. Let's see. What does your other one say? You know what's funny? Uh, Sean P. Holman, MBA, and the other one says, yeah, Master of Barbecue Arts. So what's funny is I actually um, have been looking to get a good set of tongs because uh-huh. I had a set that I liked. You don't have to now. That are all rusted through now. They weren't. They were designed well, but bad metal. And now I've got, I mean, these things are awesome. I love these. It's like a 304 stainless, maybe uh, even 316L. Yeah. I wonder if it'll turn blue in the barbecue. Will he uh, treat it? But that would be cool if they turn blue. Yeah, they You would. just don't want them to rust. No, rusting bad. I like these. Well, dude, Ray, thank you very much. That's an unexpected, uh, phenomenal way to start the show. So, Holman, yes. we have a guest. Now, our first guest, and I think our only guest for this show- For this show. Was our guest on episode one. Our first guest, I believe, correct? I believe that is correct. And this is Alpine Electronics mother Steve Brown. Dial him up. Hello? Howdy, howdy. Is this motherfucking Steve Brown? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's going on, guys? All right, we got a quick intro. Don't move. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, <laughs> wheels, tires, brakes, lights, ears, belts. <laughs> and your wife warns you not to. And then you want to come back. Now, our wives are stoked on this purchase because it's good audio. Because and they Steve Brown comes along. with it? Yeah, well, no, Steve does not, his wife would not be happy <laughs> oh, with hey, that. So check this no. out. <laughs> check this out. <laughs> Do you know how long it's been since we talked to Steve Brown? 100 episodes. Well, it's actually more than 100. that because we have bonus episodes and stuff in between. I feel like we need to go back to the first episode and pull out some audio of us joking about whether we would last or not. <laughs> and and by the way, I do remember Steve said something like he was going to take credit if we succeeded, but then also yes. disown us if he failed. And uh, Steve, it's been over 100 episodes yeah. and two studios ago. Yeah, here we are, everybody. 
300! Because we started at yep. K-Rock, and then we moved to the Santa Ana studio, and now we're back at Motor Trend headquarters in El Segundo. Uh, either we can't keep a home, or uh, I don't know what happened, but Steve, uh, our first guest. Let's be honest, Steve, you are surprised. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to go with his good look, and it's because of me. Because we're, I, mean, I would. Because you're white, good looking. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely, right? definitely have the looks for audio, my friend, just like the <laughs> two of true. us. <laughs> so, Steve, yeah, all these episodes later, we are, we're still doing this thing. And here you are. Now, you have since moved. Alpine uprooted. They were in Torrance, California for, I don't know, since the, the beginning. And now you're yeah. in lovely Detroit, right? And you're, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're, yeah. you're camped Auburn out with Hills the OE there. part, right? So Auburn Hills That's is actually right. not a bad place to be. That is uh, down the street from uh, Chrysler's base there. Uh, in fact, yeah. I will be there oh, yeah. in a couple weeks. and uh, Lots of big three stuff going on around here. Yeah, Mahindra's just down the street from them. There's all yep. sorts of stuff in Auburn Hills. All sorts of new stuff popping up. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing to watch. Now, what does that do for you and the company? Now, you you uprooted your family and moved back, uh, back east, and... But tell us about that dynamic. I mean, I know most people don't really care that where Alpine is because the stuff is amazing regardless of where it's designed. But right. I, to me, as a fan, I go, oh, interesting. You're now, you, the aftermarket division, are hanging out with the OE guys. What are the synergies like? And will that help the aftermarket? And You know, at first I wasn't sure. And I don't think anybody in the aftermarket really was. But I tell you, it's been much better than we expected. Um, you guys saw the vehicle we built for SEMA. That's actually our OEM team that built that vehicle. Oh, I wow. mean, those guys are. I, who knew we had this kind of in-house capability here in in Detroit? You know, it's it's been a little bit hidden because you know these guys have been building vehicles, doing some really amazing audio stuff, but it's all under NDA with the auto manufacturers. You know, we we go to CES with this stuff and and we show it in a private area, and it's only you know for eyes only stuff, and and it's amazing stuff. And so for those guys to be able to get their talent and their skills out into the aftermarket side is, is phenomenal. Well, let's talk about the truck. I think it was up in the Smitty built booth, Upper South Hall, correct? Yes, sir. Bring us up to speed. Describe the truck. So we wanted to do a Gladiator, obviously. You know, we knew Gladi- the Gladiator was probably going to be the biggest thing at SEMA. And I think, you know, aftermarket wise, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, and, and we wanted to, to bring a different flair to it. You know, we, we actually on the OE side, we make the factory Bluetooth speaker. You, you may or may not know this, but there's a Bluetooth speaker as an option that goes behind the seat in the Gladiator. So, by the way, that thing is, is that- so cool. So if you oh, remember the Gladiator coverage, basically it's a removable speaker. It nests in its own charging dock behind the rear seats and it's constantly charging so whenever you grab it it's at 100 percent. Right. it's part of the 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 truck's charging system but here's what's awesome it's completely shockproof weatherproof dustproof and it sounds great is it lightning proof i mean me i mean that wouldn't go that far not a lightning bolt yes. from the sky but oh it's probably okay with those right okay <laughs> it'd be better better that than with you yeah <laughs> steve knows i can break anything <laughs> so fun, funny story about that speaker steve is they brought it out on the uh, press drive for the gladiator and uh, you may or may not know I do some stuff for for Jeep. We've been I've been trying to convince them to bring it over to the JL wagon part of the lineup because I thought uh-huh. it was so awesome. It shouldn't just be for the pickup truck. Yeah, I'm really I'm really curious to see how it catches on. You know, I think it's a great concept. I think you know the 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 whole lifestyle of the pickup. You know, it's tied so much into the Overlander thing. You see the trend and how that's really evolved, and and you saw a lot of that activity at SEMA as well. But you know, I think that the the music, you know, getting it out of just the interior of the vehicle and thinking more about how people use those vehicles, 
um, it, it's pretty cool, and, and it's and and there's a lot more opportunity where that came from. And it's it's not that expensive either. I was trying to mm. look it up right now. I think the uh, I think it's like three hundred bucks, two hundred. Yeah, two two ninety five, two ninety five. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, and, and the 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 biggest problem with anything rechargeable is where does it charge? You know, it has to live somewhere, and to have it live in a spot in the vehicle, I think, is really the key. And you guys talked about. Uh, or at least Jeep told us that it had gone through some gazillion number of battery cycles oh, yeah. to show that it would last something like 15 or 20 years. As far as the life of the vehicle goes, you'd have no problem, you know, keeping it past 10 years and having it still work. You know, it's unbelievable um, that, you know, back to kind of what we were talking about before and seeing some of the, uh, the rigorous testing that's required, you know, for, you know, crash certification and temperature certification, all these different things that have to go into an OE product. It, you know, it, it really is amazing how much they have to go through to be able to 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 stick to this to the you know to the program for all the things that Chrysler wants, and it's a pretty it's a pretty demanding list. But what it does is it shows the engineering acumen of Alpine. It shows that you, you guys have the chops to be a tier one supplier and provide yep. products that you're going to learn and that are going to transfer over to the aftermarket because you've had those learnings on how to do durability and, and how different companies approve it for their tests. Of course, they're warranting these things as part of the vehicle, so yeah, it has to be robust. To. Would it yep, surprise, robust is exactly the right word. Steve, would it surprise most people to find out that they're driving a vehicle with an Alpine radio already in it? Because there are so many vehicles on the road. Um, and and it, it changes from year to year, but they have Alpine stereos in them. You know, we we do we do some branding and some things we do that, that that's not branded. And um, you know, it people are really surprised when they learn how large of a percentage of the business is our OE division versus the aftermarket. And it's just the nature of the beast. You know, the OE. You look at a car from today versus ten years ago and what's available in it as far as premium audio and collision avoidance and you know just everything that, that that goes into a modern vehicle it's pretty amazing um and and it gives us a lot of a lot of opportunities to contribute in different ways in the car you know a lot of times you'll have a head unit by one manufacturer and an actual audio system by another so you know our goal is to to be everything alpine and do it all all in-house ourselves now Holman, your ram is i alpine. was just gonna say you drove over here today in a vehicle that had an OE yep. well, your center system. speaker on the dash it just got yes, an yep, alpine logo branded it. yeah yeah well, to, to yeah, Steve's the, point, the tech that goes into some of that stuff is phenomenal. The, 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 like that, for example, the amplifier that runs that thing, it's almost infinitely adjustable. So it can be tuned and dialed in for any different kind of speaker, interior, you know, combination. And, and they use the same basic amp, amp architecture in a lot of different applications, just tuned differently. And that's really where the time goes. It's in the tuning. Take us back a couple of years when Alpine launched the Restyle program. What was that about and how and why should I be aware of that today? Well, you know, Restyle, the goal with Restyle at the time was to create a line of kind of large screen, you know, integrated head units um, for, for specific vehicles. I've got one in my Wrangler JK. Y you do. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a good example. You know, the Wrangler product is, is we're on our fourth generation of that product. So what we've done and we, is we've kind of we started with a, a selection of vehicles and, you know, some of them worked out and some of them, to be honest with you, really weren't as popular as we thought. Um, and obviously, Jeep is a, is a really great example of one that's really taken off. And, you know, for the JK, uh, we're on our actually fourth generation of product and we're just launching a, a new radio for the JL and JT platform, you know, the, the new Wrangler, new Gladiator platform. You know, we learn every time we, we put out a, a generation of product, then we take some feedback and then we, 
we tailor it a little bit and we tweak it. We add some more things to it. Maybe we take some things away and we kind of get it fine tuned for that customer. And with Jeep, we've, we've done a good job of that. And I think it's, it's shown, you know, in the success we've had with that product. Yeah. I mean, if you go to alpine-usa.com and, and you click on like vehicle specific, it's not just the monitor you're getting the whole, basically the upper part the trim. of the dash, the yeah. trim in, yeah. in, in the case of like the nine inch, uh, the, with the X409 for the JK, you get the, um, the vents, you get like the whole console and it's really, you know, it, really slick. That's one of the things that you have to think about with newer vehicles. It's not like it used to be with just popping a radio in a dash opening and, and off you go. You know, there's a lot more to it. We have to think about, you know, how it fits in. You know, a good example with the back to the Jeep is, you know, you used to have a you have about seven inches of depth behind the radio. Now, most modern vehicles only have a couple you know, a couple inch deep screen. There's no need because there's no CD DVD player anymore in there. So now you have to engineer around that on top of everything else. So it makes it, it makes it pretty challenging. You have to have something that's really specific for each vehicle. Well, you have a, actually a pretty interesting solution on the Toyota side um, where you use basically the back of the unit. It's like a DIN, but then the screen comes out and sort of floats in front of the dash. And it allows yeah. you to have the big screen without it being Frenched into the dash. It sort of comes out Kind of like they're doing on some of the newer interiors where yeah. you sort of have the screen. Mercedes you know, is doing a lot of that stuff, e- right? Everybody's doing a lot. Ford's doing that. And, yep. Uh, the floating know. screen. Right. And so you Look guys at the Mach-E, you know, yeah, the Tesla. Yeah, you know, the, the, the trend has kind of gone away from integrated screens. Um, I think the tablet look, you know, I'd say Tesla probably started it, you know, with really integrating everything into it. But you're seeing a lot of that integration in a lot of different applications. and. And, and the, the bottom line is people want a larger screen for all kinds of reasons. You know, now that you, you've got modern integration like CarPlay and, and Android Auto in there, yeah, you can get your phone stuff up on the screen. You get your, you know, backup camera on there. A bigger screen is the way to go. But if you want to put it in a 10- or 8-year-old car, you don't really have the real estate. So the, the Halo-type product, that floating product, gives you the opportunity to do that. And, you know, anything with just a standard dash open. Now, to go along with your new, uh, you know, 9-inch screen or whatever, a lot of these cars, they don't have subs. For example, and I know you don't have anything for a Kia or that type of thing, nor should we be talking about it, but my wife has the Telluride. Then why are we and, talking about it? But I have it? to. I have oh. to because it's crazy. So my wife <laughs> went. Womp, womp, womp. No, no. Hold on a second. Okay. This happens to a lot of people with a lot of different vehicles where Honda is notorious for this as well. Don't tell me. She was operating the screen and somehow her arm got stuck no. and she had to rip it out of the dash. No, that was that was her seatbelt and that was a different story. Oh, okay. Right. Where she, yeah. Her, her, her Long time uh, listeners will remember stuck. this. So like Steve, you know, you get a trim pack. My wife didn't want the, couldn't afford the big panoramic roof, so she couldn't get the upgraded sound system. And the the sound system in the Telluride is junk. It just is ass. And I'm not. I mean, I I don't. I haven't sat in the one with the upgraded sound system, but the one that she has, it looks nice. Uh-huh. But it it doesn't have HD radio. It's got no sub. It's just Donkey Kong. And like, I want what you offer for the Toyotas and the GMs, where you've got the remote mounted. Subwoofer. Wait, 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 wait. You are literally on the Truck Show podcast lobbying to have your wife's Kia Telluride <laughs> upgraded. Listen, Steve cares about Toyotas. I'm, I'm coming full and circle. And Rams. Right, I understand. <laughs> and Jeeps. Listen, I'm coming GMs. full circle to these. Like Toyota, Jeep, uh, GMC, uh, all these. And he offers the same subwoofer system. And so I was going to give him accolades on this build out. And uh-huh. I'm just, I'm trying to point out most recently, I was in that thing yesterday in the Telluride going, this is Ass! It's the, one of the worst you sounding systems. You realize she probably got the crappy sound system to keep you out of it. 
That's possible. That's <laughs> yeah. possible. That's how I would rule. You both know my wife, and that's possible. <laughs> I, do, yes. I do know her, yes. <laughs> Tell us about the subwoofer selection is where I'm going with this. Well, yeah, subs are getting smaller. That, that's kind of, you know, it's not just subs, it's amps too, you know. Um, you're getting, you're able to get more performance out of a compact driver so we can stuff them in different places where we wouldn't normally be able to under the seats. A good example. Uh, you know, we do that a lot I with have, some of our uh, Wrangler stuff. I we have do, one of those like, in my Wrangler as well. Oh yeah. yeah and, you, you know, get, under the passenger it, it seat. It works surprisingly well. It's, it, it's oddly effective, right? It rocks actually in my Wrangler. I've got the, uh, the 10 inch waterproof one that, that oh, nests yeah. under the passenger seat. What's awesome about that is I have a gun vault under my driver's seat, and a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of manufacturers who do uh, Jeep-specific audio upgrades like subwoofers have options for under the driver's seat. And I'm like, well, I don't want to have it under my driver's seat because I keep other stuff there. And It's funny uh, you mention that because our first sub that we ever made for Wrangler went under the driver's seat, and we got so many complaints about that exact thing, so we moved them all over to the passenger seat. I mean, it's my a people. great example. Listen to your customer. That's right. And yeah. uh, it allows me to uh, to to enjoy both, both. Gene, a, uh, people like guns is the is the takeaway. Uh, absolutely, it allows me to enjoy the uh, the boom from a hand cannon as well as the boom <laughs> under my passenger seat. <laughs> hand cannon. You don't have to choose. <laughs> now, how are your uh, the GM kits? Because in the in the dually we had uh, was it the I two hundred nine? No, it wasn't. It was one of the older ones. How are the GM yeah, kits? We do have a current GM kit, but we've seen it kind of falling off, mainly because what what happens with a lot of these vehicles is they'll come out of the gate with kind of a range of screen sizes, right? And, you know, the Chevy truck's a good example of the GM. You know, as the years progress, a lot of times the, the upper eight or larger screen will trickle down into the lower trims. And if you look at most, like, LT-level, you know, Silverado trucks on the, on the lot, on the dealer lot – they, most of them have the eight-inch screen with CarPlay, so it's really a lot. You know, a lot fewer cons- consumers are excited about changing out that dash stack just because it, it does so much already. You know, they go really leave that alone and go straight for the audio. Holman, you're writing notes furiously. I'm just writing notes down uh, about uh, yeah, just writing some notes. <laughs> okay. So really, where it's at, Steve, is is the Jeep is on fire for you that entire category? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's because of the Jeep customer. I mean, if you you guys know Jeep customers, they they'll you know pretty much sacrifice everything to to spend money on their Jeep. So you know we love them. <laughs> uh, did you did you want to see what I was writing here? Uh, yes, please. Um, it was it was this. I see good list. Oh, no, no. Steve is on the good list. Yes, yeah, I was <laughs> I was writing. I was trying to help him out with Santa this year. So because, wait, are you, wait, hold on, because you have a you you have the long gray beard. Uh, You're I, Santa. No, no, I'm just saying that uh, you know Steve said all the right things and it reminded me why I like him so much. Wait a minute, but do you have you don't have like authorization from Mr. Claus to put someone or yeah, take them I, off I of the good list? I'm uh, one of his man elves. <laughs> I will take all the help I can get. Uh, so, Steve, I Steve has been on the wrong side of that list. I'm trying to too pull many him times. Over. He, he said Jeeps, uh, audio systems, and uh, guns, and uh, yeah. those are all things I like. So, so this is the post Havasu days for, <laughs> for Steve, right? <laughs> all right, right, all right. Well, I'm going to be in Auburn Hills in like three weeks, and uh, in this next week, I'll be on four wheeler of the year testing. I'll have a Gladiator, uh, and actually, we'll have two uh, JLs, a Sahara and a Rubicon. And the Gladiator Rubicon, so I'm going to be able to test your system, and uh, if uh, if I have any feedback, I'm going to come to your new house and find you when I'm in town in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. well, good luck, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is this? Hold on a second. I'm seeing now that I can, on the homepage of uh, alpine-usa.com, 
Build for adventure, upgrade your Wrangler with a new 9-inch weather-resistant navigation system with off-road mode, but I can pre-order it. Why am I, what's so special? Why am I pre-ordering it? Well, we actually just released it. So um, it started shipping, uh, well, right before Thanksgiving. I'm literally talking the day before Thanksgiving it started shipping. So it's just hitting stores as we speak. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty excited to get it off and running. And tell us about the off-road mode. Well, you know, off-road mode is really designed to let you navigate, you know, to what it, what it's designed to do is two things. First of all, it gets you to the trail. So it has a trailhead database built in. So from your house, you're going to put in X trail, you're going to navigate on the road to get to that trail. Then once you get to the actual trailhead, it switches to off-road mode. Now you get an inclinometer on the screen, you know, you get a compass on the screen, you get um, you also get a tracking function. So where, wherever you start off road, you can track your motion. It's like dropping breadcrumbs. And then no matter where you go, you can always get back out. So I don't need a Magellan or something like that when I have this, the system. Right. You know, it's designed to be able to get you in and out. Um, you can record your routes. You can share them with friends. So if you've got other people who, you know, drive similar trails, you can say, hey, you know, you can take this way or that way. And you can show them exactly how you went. It looks like you guys also now have uh, CarPlay included where you don't have to choose between either the Alpine Nav or the CarPlay functionality like you right. did on the JK. So that's pretty cool. And yeah, you know, we, we integrated it so you have the opportunity for both. And the reason, the real reason is, you know, a lot of JK or a lot of Jeep owners go where you don't have cell service, but they still need on-road nav. Right. So, you know, it, it gives you the best of both worlds. No, that's great. And then you guys also have uh, the factory control. So you've got your, it's your Maestro module that you can uh, hook into the CAN bus. So you can control and see a bunch of yep. different functions on the screen. Um, but you also have the ability for you to use the head unit as a light switch, right? So you can yeah, do you your sure lights can. or your accessories or your air compressor all through the head unit, which is really cool. Yeah, you can do up to eight different accessories. You can name them. Um, you can alter the way they're they're wired as far as you know the timing of the circuit of each circuit. It's pretty slick, and it allows you to you know directly connect. You know, things like lights, winches, anything that's electrically powered, uh, air compressors, without having to run a switch bank somewhere. So this is going to be low voltage, though, right? It's flipping a relay, and, and what re- – do yep. I am I going to have a bank of, like, a bunch of Bosch 30-amp relays, or am I integrating well, this with some other system? Well, you can do it that way, but actually, um, our friends at S-Pod have been uh, kind enough to, you know, to develop a module that actually allows the S-Pod um, solid-state controller to work with Very our cool. unit. Now, wait yeah, a minute. So cool. plug it in. Wait a – just a cotton pig in second here. That's great. What? Wait a minute. What? John who, and Cindy at S-Pod. They're who awesome. Who was the intermediary that introduced S-Pod to Mr. Steve Brown? <laughs> oh, nice. Raise your oh, hand. I'm just taking credit now. I Raise know. your hand. Look at him. He's, he just, do you have a tranquilizer dart somewhere? You I know what? Hey, hold on a second. Pop one as well. I, I never take credit. I, I, I put these peeps together. Uh, truck show podcast at he is, He's not lying. He actually did. That's, Very that's cool. Uh, let's also talk about the fact that you can add multiple cameras to the new head unit as well, which is awesome. Yeah, that's always popular. You know, actually, with obviously every new JL and JT, um, they come with a factory camera, and it's actually a really good camera. So we we retain it. Um, we have a module that's included in the box to keep it, and then you can also add a front camera if you like as well, which is it's pretty popular. You know, it's uh, if you're if you're off roading a front camera. Especially coming up over crests can really, oh, yeah. really trail uh, cam provide awesome. some peace of mind. Oh yeah! Can you create uh, multiple cams like God God view like some of the uh, your new Ram has? <laughs> Not no? yet, but we're working on it. Okay. Why are you shaking your head, Holman? Because is it called a God cam? Uh, no, no. Just because I I'm like, did you research the uh, the guest today? Well, I'm saying I. I what, I can't ask him about future product? 
Uh, it's probably embargoed. <laughs> embargoed. It's, is it embargoed? Or is it close? Nah, it's... No, it's not close. The okay. man said he's working <laughs> on it. What more do you want from him? <laughs> you know, this, I'm not going to lie to you. This friendship only goes uh, so far, you know? I'm not going to spill all those corporate secrets on the Truck Show podcast. I know, I know. we got to wait till uh, SEMA in January. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, CES. No, no, the uh, 200th episode. We'll wait another 100, then have him back on. There you go. See, see how he's liking Detroit after two winners. I mean, the funny part is he's going to hang up the phone, and on his little slip of paper, he's going to say, Sean and Jay, naughty list. Right it might. Here. It might. <laughs> Call block. Oh! <laughs> Which is why I'm getting the upgraded system in yeah. the uh, JL. Yeah. So that way I have one. Uh, I don't have to go crawling back to Steve we're Brown. Gonna, we're going to call Steve, and next time on his end, his phone goes, We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Steve right. did us dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're doing him dirty. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't mind that. All right. Well, mother... Steve Brown from <laughs> Alpine Electronics. We love you, and you're you're doing the Lord's work, as they say. Uh, that's what I say, right? And uh, One by day the way, time. <laughs> Alpine-USA.com, and then of course. Uh, now wait, hey, if I need this thing installed, I can go to Four Wheel Parts, can't I? You sure can. This is some of these systems are complex. Right. And you need an expert. Right. And this didn't used to be the case. Three years ago, right. you couldn't have gone to four-wheel parts. I and, went to and a stereo is, shop to have mine installed. But you don't have to. Now, when you're getting your winch installed, you can throw in that is new it system. That, is it that easy? Plug and play almost? I don't know. Ask Steve. Steve? <laughs> uh, you, you, should, you should get it professionally installed. If it, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it for like your first time install. If you've got some, you know, some electronics experience, it's it's certainly able to be done. Um, by an experience, someone with some some experience, but we we recommend professional installation always. And the other thing that comes with that is you know you get it tested, and also uh, you know that person is going to give you kind of a, a white glove treatment. They're going to walk you through how the thing works and pair your phone and make sure everything's working right before you before you leave the lot. So we we pride ourselves in that. Gotcha. Uh, at Alpine USA across all the yes, everything socials. All right, mother. Steve Brown. <laughs> That's a lot of beef you're giving yourself. I don't have a lot of bleed. How did that start, by the way? Who who was that? Was that who named you? Gary Bell. Was it Gary? Gary Bell. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about it in our very first episode. Did we? Yeah. Well, we didn't talk to Gary though, so we need to no, talk no, we, to Gary. Yeah, we talked to Steve on our very first episode. You should get you should get Gary on there. He's pretty entertaining that one. Well, I just spent uh, an entire week with him at SEMA, and he is entertaining. By the way, well, uh, that's too much Gary Bell, by the way. <laughs> well, you should see uh, if you ever need to know what too much uh, Jay Tillis looks like, I can tell you that, too. <laughs> no, no, Steve knows what it's like. <laughs> hey, Steve, can I ask you a, a really uh, a really serious question here? Sure. Let's be honest. You went around telling people you were our first guest, weren't you? <laughs> I don't no, think actually, I he did. probably forgot I, about it. He I, goes, Oh, are those guys still around? Until I reminded him, right? I don't think like he they, remembered. They actually made it? It's, 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 it's well, kind of like a thing now. I wouldn't say that we made it. I'd say that uh, one of our wheels is off. We're smoking. Uh, the thing's bouncy. We blew a, blew a shock. There's a rod hanging out. But since we're going downhill, we still have some momentum. Yeah. Now, I, Robin's I, racing. Now, we're not we're not supposed to really talk about this, but what? when we go to SEMA next year, yeah. we might be in a well, prominent hey, spot. Hey, hold up. No, I'm not jinxing it. We're not there oh, yet. Oh, really? No, oh, yeah. Okay. No, we, we have, there's conversations that need to be had All about right. that. I didn't tell you that, Steve. <laughs> or the listeners. <laughs> okay. Or the you listeners. didn't just say that to, to the United States of America. Uh, the listeners will disregard, <laughs> <laughs> and we are moving on. All right. Well, you're awesome as always. We love you, and uh, have a great rest of your day, Mr. Mother. Steve Brown. <laughs> hey guys, appreciate the time and uh, yeah, I'll answer your phone anytime. All right. All right, man. 100! 100! 100! Yeah, let's do it together. 
Okay. We do, one, two, three. One hundred. Wait, 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 wait. What happened? Wait, are we saying one or are we just saying hundred? No, one hundred. Oh, we're saying one hundred. No, one hundred all together. Okay. Right. One, two, three. One hundred. All right, Steve. We love you. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Peace out, mo. Peace. Man, I love Steve. He is, uh, he is the bestest. Are you going to go out and, uh, and actually try to find his house? Uh, I should because I will be in Detroit <laughs> next week. He's <laughs> in what? Auburn Hills, right? So Auburn Hills. I'll be in Auburn Hills because uh, I get to go see our man uh, Jim Morrison. He's you know, totally going to avoid you. No, come on. You know, I'll be like, <laughs> I got have his number. I mean, I could call he him. He would be freaked out at like 7 o'clock at night. It's like, can I come in? <laughs> He'd be like, um, Tolman. Who, who are you? Why yeah. are you bothering me, kid? Yeah. So what is our plan here? We are going to revisit our fa- our listeners' favorite moments from the uh, the last 99 episodes. Uh, something like that, yeah. So essentially we put out on social and said, what were your favorite episodes? And a number of people uh, gave us their favorites. We'll save the most popular one for last. But they're just a mix of all different stuff. And I, it's funny because I was going through all these and I'm like, mm-hmm. I sort of forgot about that. Some of them are funny. Some of them are informative. Some of them I mean, are are we cool. doing a countdown like- uh, Ten. Right? Like that? No. Nine. No. There's more than ten. Well, Eight. But, but I, I think that there it would be fun to have a countdown. Seven. No. Okay. Well, I let's- mean, we could do- Let's start with- Number six, five. Five. Four. Number four. Three. Number three. Two. Number two. Number <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a show to do. I mean, just, can't you just let there be magic? Why do we have to yeah, give a, uh, a, a number to that? Let's just enjoy. T minus ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. All right, I'm ready. What, what's what is? All right, are you going to preface these with who chose the clip? Like who? No. What list? No. No, because there's a, all sorts of people. It was emails and social handles and just it was a mess. So uh, oh. some of these were you know mentioned several times. Oh, really? Okay. So Holman, what is queued up first? This one. So I am Lightning, and I have been at uh, the world-famous K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. It's an FM radio station, Alternative Rock, in Los Angeles for about 26 years. You are Sean Holman. We're going to call you Holman yep, for the yep. sake of this podcast. We have known each other for how many years? I think we figured out it's really close to uh, 20, because I think uh, I think we met in like 98 or so at a, believe it or not, Real Big Fish in-store appearance that you were hosting for the radio <laughs> the station. The Ska Band, yes. Yeah. Real Big Fish, if any of you guys remember that band. Wow, yeah. they're still around. They are still around. By the way, this is the first time I have listened to this episode since it aired. Same with me. I don't even remember what we talked about. I remember going to K-Rock and meeting you and going, I have no, like, this is going to be Why does it sound like we're kids? I know, we're only a year and a half older. (laughs) But yeah, that's how we met. And then here we are today, I'm still in radio, and now you're the head of a bunch of, like, cool media brands, blogs and magazines and video. Yeah, we don't call them magazines anymore, they're brands, because we do a little bit of everything. We have uh, social, video, print, uh, web, all this stuff now. Little bit less print, but we'll get into that in the, in the next episode. <laughs> a lot less print. Yeah, that that was uh, news of maybe the week. print light. I'm not ready to talk about that yet. Maybe you not and so I much. sort of got to know each other a little <laughs> bit over the years, just because of running in the same truck circles. And uh, I, I think back in I don't know 2003 or four, I think we installed a Bassani exhaust on the truck you had at the time. <laughs> That's right. And no, no, the Bassani exhaust I think was was that my van? No, Wait, that my was Duramax the, that, van. That was the white truck. Oh, it the was. Crew it was an 03 yeah. Chevy Silverado Crew Cab. Yeah. Yeah, and then we obviously worked on other projects together uh like the uh the big truck and uh yeah so i mean we've we the rock crusher right yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh we got to get to all this stuff well yeah. you guys ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the first episode of the truck show the truck and that's how we started <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what happened 
<laughs> oh, come on. Have, have a little faith. Wasn't that, that bad? I, listen, those guys are going to get to 100 episodes no matter what. You watch. Yeah. Well, we did. Or listen. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? How about the thing that bothers Holman the most? The thing? I don't I don't know what that is. This clip from episode 11. Hmm. So, so more importantly, you know what my beef is about the old trucks, and uh, yes. it's sort of a joke on staff. Well, I don't. What do you mean? What's what your beef? Brett, why don't you tell Lightning what my beef is with the current crop of Chevy trucks? Well, and as much as we make fun of you for this, Sean, since you pointed it out, it's the only thing I can, I can experience when I'm driving <laughs> those trucks. I'm dying to know. What bugs <laughs> Sean Holman? The steering wheel is completely off-center in that truck. And it's not just off-center, but it's also tilted ever so slightly. So your left arm is reaching a little bit further for the wheel than your right arm is. And drive lightning? Drive crazy. Drive Sean Interesting. crazy. I will ruin your drive home because your truck has that also. You will climb into your truck and go, holy crap, your steering wheel is offset. It's not centered between my legs is what you're saying. And not only that, but it's also canted this way when you're driving. And yep. it, and no idea why they did that, it is? except no to help big fat it. guys get in. Uh, it's been like that for several generations, all the way back to, I think, the GMT 800s when it they is? widened the platform. Hold yep. on. You're saying that it's not parallel with my body. Correct. Yeah, so uh, so Lightning has his uh, his big dumb truck outside. Uh, I'll be right back! <laughs> so he's going to apparently go out and, uh, and take a look at it. So while he's doing that, um, Brett, can you tell us about the new truck steering wheel? Sure. New truck steering wheel is centered and it is parallel to the dashboard. And it is, I mean, it's, it's such a small thing, but it, it just makes it so much easier to drive. You is know? it? I hate that. The Chevy guys know I hate it. I always give them a hard time about it. Uh, if you're a Tahoe, uh, Suburban, uh, any full-size pickup truck, heavy duty, light duty, they're all the same. The steering wheel is offset and canted. So what we're getting to is the new truck fixed, totally centered, steering yeah. wheel's great. So it, it's, uh, I can- You're saying that I'm so used to it, yes. I can't even see it now. Yes. And there are people yep. right now listening to the show that are driving their Chevy trucks who, went, who just went, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to kill me on the way home. So what this we, is going to kill me on the way home. Yeah, Holman, I don't appreciate that because you ruined that truck for me forever. Oh, uh, yeah, you ended up selling it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not entirely because of the steering wheel placement, but it didn't help. <laughs> well, at least uh, it's somebody else's problem you now. You have and... ruined so many- uh, suburban owners, oh, yeah. Tahoe oh, owners, yeah. Silverado owners, Hummers, yeah. Denali owners. Yeah, pickup trucks, Silverado, Denali, what <laughs> oh, else? Uh, yeah, Sierras, whatever. So it's funny because we still get a ton, a ton of email today about people going, hey, I just uh, started listening to your show and uh, I used to have the Chevy work truck that I liked and you've ruined it for me. All right, what's next? All right, this one is from episode 51 and it's a real gem. He says, uh, hey, Holman and Lightning. Are you serious? In parentheses, it says jab at lightning. So I think apparently I have to jab you now. What's going to happen if I retire? <laughs> you're you're going to get someone else and just fill in the... Hey, Holman and Thunder, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nobody knows your real name, and uh, they won't know. We'll just call the new guy lightning. You know what's funny is, I, so I make a big deal as if I care. I don't give a rat's ass. Change the name for all I care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jaboobly and Holman here at the, at the truck <laughs> oh, show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Pause that. Can so, you pause? I found it. That's where Jaboobly came from? Yeah. It was you? Yeah. Was I that... thought it was a listener. No, it was me. It was you episode 51. Said <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that's where that came from. High five dude, on that one. You don't even know how long it took me to find it. I actually had listeners help, and they're like, dude, it's in this episode. I'm like, thank you. And there's, a, My there's another guy who mm-hmm. just started listening recently, and he's been binge listening over the past couple weeks. He's like, hey, I'm going to start sending you stuff, and if there's anything I come across you need, let me know. And he sent me a bunch of 
screen capture. So. Amazing. Yeah. I could I, if you, I would have placed money on that being an emailer. No. It came huh. from an email, but that's where Jabubli came hey, from. I should pause real quick and thank everybody that contributed to this show. Uh, they emailed truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, oh, yeah. or they left a voicemail at uh, 657-205-6105. 657-205. Let me finish the freaking number. I was going to say our socials, at Truck Show Podcast. Why are you interrupting me? You can't wait to get it out. Well, because- God um, damn it. No, this... stop. Seriously, our socials were what blew up. Let me just get the freaking number out. 657 uh, 657- uh-huh. 205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star. 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 Hotline. All right, my friend, what do you have queued up next? Uh, this one is from episode 12. Episode 12. Hmm. El Camino car or El Camino truck? What is it? Oh, it's a car. Come on. Okay. All right. It's a, just, I just it's a Chevelle. That car. Okay. It's a Chevelle. We, we have one of those in my house. My wife inherited one from her dad and her granddad, and, and I love the thing, but they're the mullet of the hot rod. They are the, <laughs> see this in the front, party in the back. Love, Man, I love the Finnegan. Oh, Mikey's awesome. So uh, I've got another one here, and uh, this was uh, everybody's most hated episode by a long shot. Aren't they all the most hated? Hmm. We should play this uh, preemptively. We are deeply sorry. <laughs> Actually, out of all the episodes, we're sorry. Probably the one you want to play that. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. We're sorry. We're sorry. There's a little bit of smugness in that I'm sorry, and I feel like it goes perfect with this one. All right, hit it. Episode 61. Holman, I am. Uh, I, we, we, we've started the show all different ways. We've started the show where I quiz you. We've started the show where uh, uh, we, we talk about our, our, our weekend or our kids or food uh, or, or one of your recent adventures. Uh-huh. This one is, is different. This show open, I, I cannot stress to you guys enough. Like, we, this could get crazy this well like, this, this could might get, get us home, in trouble this could get you well i don't i don't i don't that's work true. for a magazine right so that's true so i don't I, i'm going to hopefully i it won't affect my day job this could be a problem for you but we have to run that risk because the news about this truck is is ridiculous well, here's the deal somebody out there broke the embargo so I, I'm like, well, you know what? They broke it. And I'm an embargo break for it. you guys that are, don't know what that means is that so there's a date on a calendar by which no media who can, can talk about mention it. it. So the idea is certain, right. we learn about it early, right? But we can't write about it to give everybody a fair chance to write their stories, right? So it's not right. just like a jump ball. It's like time. So well, you've written your you've written out your story and everything. You just right. can't release it to the public. Exactly. Okay. So I've got the lead time. I hit the uh, hit the the upload button, and then it's out in the world, and it goes into the. But magazine. you had no idea. So did you? But you had already penned your story and what we're going to talk about because yeah that is so I, I otherwise you'd be in a scramble this morning when the news came out right so with the embargo that got broken i'm like you know what we're gonna I, i'm gonna bring <laughs> to the podcast you and i ran down to the studio i'm like dude we got to get this out because this is about the truck no one saw coming it's, and it's dude, crazy so for, before you get to it let's just yeah. do the neat all right so nissan want to thank you guys very very much for always supporting us absolutely um hopefully there'll be another show but, yeah. uh, so, but anyway so thank you guys very much uh, right. the best warranty in the business five year one hundred thousand mile <laughs> warranty on the nissan titan the xd don't forget our friends over at deck we gotta we gotta thank them for being our associate sponsor and i say we just get into it uh oh yes okay let's do it the truck show we're gonna show you and that's where the distortion starts yeah did you feel bad about that uh, or do you feel bad about it now? No, not at all. No, either do not I. Not at all. I think it's funny. I think you want to totally play some more? Here we go. Do what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Cause truck. 
I mean, it's a little genius. <laughs> do, do you know how much uh, our downloads went up that day? Uh, People were trying Spotify, so this iTunes. Was, this was the uh, this was April Fools, right? All right. The download date was April Fools, so the episode goes up. Well, I think it actually ended up being March thirty first because uh, we had done it that night before. And the way that it shows when it gets uploaded is off a different time zone than we're at. I understand that, but, but, but they what, were listening no, on April Fools. I get that, but what I'm saying is the date wasn't April 1st. Right. So, but it started playing basically on April 1st, so it was a little bit even more covert than we thought it would be. So I edited this at, up at Big Bear in yeah. my buddy's cabin while my kids were outside playing you yeah. know, in the snow. And I had them come in and listen to it. And I had them put on the headphones. <laughs> and I don't normally edit on my laptop. So I was kind of freaked out. I don't have my my normal tools there, right? Sure. And so my youngest one, Quinn, I put it on. And I had him listen for the first five, six minutes. And he and he finally takes the headphones off. And he goes, Dad, you really screwed this thing up. Like, it's all <laughs> distorted. And I said, this is going to be for April Fool's. What do you think? And he looks at me in silence. And he, then he says, Genius, Dad. Genius. <laughs> the, because the first time ever those words are ever uttered if to you. you oh, he'll never say that <laughs> yeah. again. I wish I had recorded yeah, it. Yeah, no kidding. Because it starts off with great audio and progressively well, gets worse and worse and worse let's and worse. See how that progresses. Rides with the truck show. We have the lifted. We have the load. Let's see how it goes in and out. Oh, in and out. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. It's the truck show with your host, Lightning. So I need to know. And then I think uh, we pulled just an interview we had already done, mm-hmm. and we just messed it up and made it all crazy, right? But all two and a half hours were that were like that except for the middle where we hit an easter egg oh and i, and I we, bet there's a lot of you out there that haven't heard the yeah easter you egg probably yet. bailed out on it right <laughs> um, i think the very end what was it the very end or the middle somewhere did, we hit it. maybe at the but end. at the very end did we say april fools uh, i think we may have a bonus like really really deep into I it i can't recall oh. i can't recall but uh anyway that, sorry that one to was those of you who fell for it but we had some fun <laughs> that was our april fool show Holman, what's next on your list of favorite clips from the past 99 episodes? Uh, this one was pretty cool. This was one of our number one episodes, uh, episode 33. This is one of my favorite episodes and definitely one of the most downloaded episodes mm-hmm. of all time for the hey, show. Hey, Holman, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> hear the banging outside? Do you think the people can hear uh, the Lowrider Magazine guys I don't outside? know. They're shooting role, mo- role models right down the uh, in the photo studio, which is attached to our podcast studio. Which role models? Uh, it's like a video series that they do. Okay. And uh, we've, you know, they got Lowriders in there and they've got a film crew and we just heard the, like, the door going up and down. And Did you see the cars that they just rolled into that thing? I, uh, I was digging the paint. You don't often see that kind of airbrushing on like a Volkswagen Beetle. Um. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't. No, you it seems don't. like all like fifties and sixties American cars. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are pretty badass. Yeah. Though. Okay. Sorry. Right, so anyway, so if you hear stuff in this. the background, that's what it is. Yeah. It's Lowrider magazine making noise. All right. So episode thirty-three, and this is also one of my personal favorite uh, stories. I'm from Southern California. It's 70 degrees in February. I went to Michigan. Went. What is this place? You know. <laughs> so the truck goes by. The truck does its pass. Gets the world record which I believe was 154? Yeah, 154, 587. 154, 587, and that beat the uh, the average of the uh, the Lightning, which was 147, 714 at the time. What was amazing is the SRT had aluminum pedals, an aluminum brake pedal, clutch pedal, right. and throttle. The accelerator was bent 
from the force of the driver bearing it into the floorboards. What? Yeah, it was bent like a banana. <laughs> why? I mean, what? Just, how, why? Why? You just—he was absolutely he was standing on it, literally standing yeah. on it to get every last bit out of that truck. So after we did all the pictures and the fanfare and you know all the things, everybody's starting to, to close up shop. And Herb goes, "You want to go for a ride on the track?" And I'm like, "Hell yes, I want to go for a ride." So I get in with him, and he starts puttering over to the the edge of the track, and the track manager goes, "No, Herb, track's closed. No more trucks today." And, uh, and Herb's like, ah, oh, we just want to do one lap. And he's like, no, Herb, track's closed. He goes, this is my friend Sean. He's from out of town. I just, I just want to show him the track. Just just one lap. He goes, you guys don't have your, uh, your helmets and your safety harnesses on? One lap, 100 miles an hour only. That's it, Herb. And Herb's like, you got it. Pull out on the track. Herb lays into it. There's all this ice. We're sideways for like the first three shifts. <laughs> We're going around the oval, and we get to the back straight. The doors are sucking off the frame. The air pressure is pulling them away from the car. What? It's so loud. Herb looks over at me, and I'm watching the speedometer, right? Okay. Because I'm like, holy crap. Because I'm thinking, that guy just told you 100, Herb. Why are we doing 140, right? Herb looks over and goes, how fast are we going? And I look over and go, over 140, Herb. And he looks down, (laughs) and as it's barreling through like 145, Herb goes, what are you going to tell him? And I look back at him, I go, 100, Herb! And we're at like 149, like literally five miles an hour short of what we did, what the what the world record in the same truck did half an hour ago. We're right. within five miles an hour. Then Herb stands on the brakes, brings us down to like 30 miles an hour, and he goes, now we let our time catch up to us. <laughs> Well told. Well told. <laughs> that, that has uh, that's got to be one of my my favorite stories. Was just like you know, because at the time I'm a young journalist, and this is like a treat to even be invited. And then one of the chief engineers is like, "Come on, let's go for a little ride." Yeah, that scared the heck out of you, didn't it? Oh, I was a little bit afraid. Yeah, <laughs> and no, it was it was awesome. That's one of those really special experiences that you know I don't think I ever would have had if I hadn't had that job. And it was just uh, to be invited out and to experience that with. You know, one of the chief engineers of the fastest truck ever made in the factory is pretty awesome. You know who didn't have that experience? Uh, you. Your co-host, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to have the experience? We just go on the 405 out here and uh, no? No. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that's where I want to that's have prob- that experience. Prob- no. Probably not. So what is the next one that listeners voted in as one of our top moments? So this is funny because uh, this was uh, several people sent this one to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to it because I forgot that this had happened. And I was like, didn't we, hold on, didn't we forget that most of the stuff is happening? Yeah, I don't remember what the last hundred episodes held, but this one was especially funny. And I still find it funny. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that one makes it. I'm curious to uh, find out what it is. From episode 42. 42. Hit it. Expensive toys. Well, some of us are. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you wusses. However, the uh, the wildlife we have here is generally more aggressive and poisonous. Let's just say that. That is true. Well, by you, the way, you guys, you're, you're named Rhino Rack because you actually have rhinos there, correct? <laughs> oh no! How dare you play that one? <laughs> oh, it's just so. It was such a lightning moment. <laughs> yeah, it is a lightning moment. They were, uh, uh, in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, and they don't have rhinos in Australia. They, right? they don't. Here this we... was a painful one for me. <laughs> Although, I, if I were you, I would be playing this as well. So I can't fault you. No, you don't have rhinos <laughs> don't there? They, they don't have rhinos? No, they have kangaroos that will <laughs> punch you in the face. They have kangaroos that will punch you. They have dingoes yeah. that are super mean. They have bats. They have they have spiders. Who's got freaking rhinos then? Why is it? Well, why would you? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good question. So why is it rhino rack? Yeah, well, uh, probably uh, some of the animals we have here would sort out rhinos pretty quickly. I would but, agree. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, that one hurt a little oh, bit. Oh, man. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I, I, uh, I, I love that one. You know, you've done it before where you put your foot in your mouth. Yeah, and as time. you're putting your foot in your mouth, you're like, I can taste it. It doesn't Rhino. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinos uh, don't live in Australia. Ah, crap. <laughs> still, still have a little bit of laughter tears yes, going from that. Laughter tears. Laughter tears. They're playing at uh, <laughs> the Glass House tonight, All right. I think. Uh, this one is an all-time- I couldn't f- come up with a venue. I hate when Glass that Glass House in Pomona? Yeah. Is that place even around anymore? Absolutely it is. I uh, used to go see Scott shows there. I saw Hepcat there one Dude, time. Dude, it, it's known for- I think it's owned by Golden Voice, so they have all the punk shows there. Oh, it's owned by Golden Voice? Yes, sir. All right. Well, mm-hmm. that's probably why I've seen a bunch of shows there. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, dating a girl back in the day who uh, lived out there when everything we did was at the Glass House. What else do they do at the Glass House? I mean, it's just uh, punk shows. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's, what, that's how it was. It was yeah. awesome. It's like, all right. Oh, all right, I'll go to the Glass this House. This is uh, a little uh, SoCal-centric here uh, in the show. A little bit. little, uh, oh, California pompousness. Mm, maybe that. I couldn't find that drop, but what I did find was this one. Episode 10. This last weekend, I was at the Ultimate Callout Challenge in Brownsburg, Indiana, okay. and it was a pretty cool event. First truck pull that I'd been to. I know what this one is. Uh, yeah, this is a classic. Uh, I don't know if any of our newer listeners who haven't gone back to the beginning would, they don't know the genesis of this, so I figured this would be a good one to toss in there. All right, let's do it. Keep going. There's dyno, there's a, there's a quarter mile, yeah. and there's a truck pull. Yeah. And so we wrapped up, we closed up the booth, and we went over there and chilled and grabbed a beer, and it was it was kind of entertaining, i got to say. And the two announcers were kind of like us, going back and forth, entertaining. But much better looking, had, right? I, I, w- I, w- I could only assume so, since we're hideous, <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. We're like Medusa. If you look at us, you turn to stone. And so- Why am uh, I getting so solid right, right? now? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we're, we're having a good time, and then the girl comes on who does announcements. So- I guess if you're a sponsor of this event, you get a several 15-second uh, commercials. Okay. And they're apparently read live. Pretty normal. Okay, I, cool. I guess Got you just, it. you're at NASCAR, you hear, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, a Pennzoil ad or whatever. Okay, perfect. And, and so she's reading these things. And I think you might be surprised her st- about her style. Because she's super professional? I think just, just listen to this first clip. Oh, okay. Wow. She's um, very sing-songy. A little sing-songy, right? Yeah. First thing they, they teach you in like a radio school is don't be sing-songy when you go up and down on your thing. It was junior college. Do they teach you about that before they teach you about the big radio voice? I think they, at least they try. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Didn't work with her. Okay. And is a franchise distributor of Warwick Warner. For those hard to find specialty and custom machines. For those hard to find. See, I don't know. Hard like, to read it parts. Sounds, it sounds like she didn't pre-read any of the commercials. Yeah, it sounds she really had live. No idea what she was about to say. Did like, somebody just hand it to her and say, "Please read this." I don't. I, I can't imagine. Weird. But I was fascinated, and I apologize for the for the poor quality of the tape. I was sitting back up in the bleachers. There was a, a, a steamroller that was flattening out the track, <laughs> which sounds like an air raid siren and the whole thing, and I just, I, but I was mesmerized. Mike, have you heard any awesome announcing like this before? Oh, uh, yes. I've been to many trade shows. <laughs> Specialty and custom machine parts. Area Diesel has the answers. Well, I'm glad they have the answers because I have questions about this. Has the answer with their Axis turbocharger and accessory line. Area 
So experts can help you gain horsepower and FPGs with ease on a huge range of agricultural light, medium, and heavy-duty diesel applications with the Ag Diesel Solution. So far, so good. She's I, hanging in there. I can visualize her pulling the script in and out of her face as she gets things correct and messes them up. Where she's like, oh, God, I messed so up. It's like the ebb and flow. It's so like the wave dynamics. Here. here we are. Oh, my gosh, it's getting worse. Oh, that came out of my mouth. Uh-oh, I better slow down. I have performance modules. Area Diesel just opened their newest facility in Indianapolis. Visit them during their expo in Booth D12 after their expo in Indiana, Illinois, Iowa. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing is, as I was listening, I'm going, okay, she 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 got a hold of the bull, right? Right. She's riding the bull. She got she got bucked off a couple times, but she's grabbing she's that still rope. On. She's, she's still on. She's on it. And then uh, shout out to Illinois. Like our coming school at bypass. CP3 Oh man, convergence and uh, Allison. <laughs> Allison. Oh my gosh. You know what's funny is it stopped on the recording and we're laughing on the recording and we're still laughing here <laughs> Again, on the recording. Wow, there's like four of us. It's like looking into a mirrored into uh, a mirror into a mirror yeah, into a mirror with yes. mirrored sunglasses or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does not get old. Should we uh, keep going? Well, we didn't get to the punchline. I know. So all right, We've got it. So uh, yes, <laughs> well, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right. All right. Bully Dog makes tuning simple. Unleash the power of your vehicle with an all-new BDX tuner. The BDX handheld performance tuner gives drivers the edge they need with the Dyno Proven tuning files that increase horsepower and torque. While over devices, while other devices. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's rough. That's Poor girl. While over devices, while other devices. Always downs loads. <laughs> I I haven't listened to this in a long time, and I'm I'm feeling it's worse than it's what still, I remember. It's still just as funny as the oh first my time. Gosh! All right, keep going. Loud tuning. Download downs loads. Downs loads. You know what it sounds like, and and I I I'm not being mean. I'm totally. I know this is a tough job to read on the fly, but it just reminds me of like every high school English class. Where somebody is at the front reading their report, and then they're like, you know, multiple mid correct. Just go through it. You already said it, right? <laughs> if I'm lightning and I'm sitting in the crowd, like you kept going, like uh, she she had a few stretches where like she had it. It right. was under control, right. right? Ready to go, and then so you must have it must have been, you know, she must have flubbed enough times where you knew it was coming, right? Is that what happened? No, I I rolled three times and got three zingers. Oh my god. <laughs> She did not fail to deliver. Oh, I'm... For those seeking a monitor, only the brand new GTX Watchdog is now available for Dodge Cummins and has a full 5-inch color display with a captive touch. It's quick to uh, start. Did she say captive, captive touch? touch? Captive, it's capacitive touch. On the Dodge Cummins? <laughs> so that would be 08 and older? Yes. <laughs> it's quick to start. And there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's where it came from, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. <sighs> this gem. Master, monitor, key, engine, parameters. 
Uh, I don't even remember how that clip ends. Do we? I don't think we want any more. That's it. We no, end it right think, there. Yeah, yeah. We're we, just happy. We tasted, you know, the uh, we 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 peeled off all the layers uh-huh. of the fruit, and we got inside, and we finally get the sweet spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't we don't want to get to the pit. You don't want to uh, sell past the clothes, as they say. Yeah, was oh, that what it is? Yeah, sell, selling past the clothes. No, I like mine where I, I got it the apple. Uh-huh. I got into it, and it's like, ooh, it's and so there's sweet. no worm yet, so why keep there's eating? No, yeah, just stop right there. I got the sweetness. Why do one more when you can do one too many? That's right. <laughs> Solid. Oh man, that that was a that was a doozy. Uh, this one here from episode. Uh, you know what the takeaway is? Uh huh. Don't be bad when lightning's in the crowd with a microphone. Uh, we are bad with a microphone on this show <laughs> for a hundred episodes. Yes, we are. All right. So the next one uh, was from twenty three episodes ago, episode sixty seven. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering if you remember this one. I, not even the slightest. <laughs> All right, so episode 67, we had uh, Dave Chappelle from the airport mm-hmm. talking about some shenanigans. The, we got the comedian on, and I don't remember it. Dave Chappelle? From Dirt Every Day. Oh, that Dirty... Okay, got it. Uh, making Vegas even dirtier. Is this the one where he rolled a motorhome while doing donuts? Uh, something like that. Why don't we uh, <laughs> listen in? All right. Everywhere. That was our main... Like, my main concern was getting shattered with glass, but... The body itself isn't too bad. It's got this really rad, um, like, 45-degree, like, road rash that's got a whole bunch of burnout rubber embedded in it. So <laughs> yes, you guys uh, need some stickers. We're, we'll be happy to put some Truck Show podcast yeah, stickers on the side yeah. for you. Well, look, yeah. chicks dig scars, and now it's got scars. Hey, is it time to exocage that thing? <laughs> no, wait I mean, it's just getting good. Um, <laughs> now, did the air conditioning on the top bust loose or anything? Because that had to be, you know, that's like a projectile. No, but... It didn't. Uh, we lost the vent, the vent cap for the bathroom, and like when it tipped over. If you see one of the videos, it's pretty rad because it like tips over, and then a second later, a bunch of poo water comes up. <laughs> no, no, I thought you were kidding about that. No. <laughs> and I can only imagine you're in Vegas and the asphalt is like 200 degrees, just cooking poo water. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's this new video of the title: cooking Co- poo cooking water. Cooking poo water, yeah. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ubiquitous cooking of poo water. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, it's funny you should bring that up. Oh, really? Uh, I've got a, a couple minutes where there is just a string of gems coming from that lady. Emmy Hall. How about uh, we- Now, where does- uh, Hold on. For those who don't know, Emmy Hall works where again? She's- uh, uh, CNET. CNET. Yeah, for the, uh, I believe, the road show. What is- in the road show- is, I should know this. <laughs> it's a video series, and okay. she does a lot of hosting I mean, that's like the that. show I love. I've watched, yes. I've watched every episode. They have episodes, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's take a trip back in time- to episode 43 in the majestic sand dunes of the Sahara Desert. Oh, bring me some Emmy Hall. So although we did have an armada on the Rebel Rally this year, and that thing went pretty far deep into the dunes at Glamis slash Glamis. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was really surprised. Is that I'm where that came her- from? Uh, that's where the glamis slash glamis started. Yeah, so that's uh, we now you should be putting in uh, sound effects for uh, number one, and we should start counting them. So this is like the, her first moment with Emmy. Uh, yeah, I think that's where she uh, was introduced to the Truck Show podcast audience. Number one. And uh, I was really surprised. And the thing and what they loved about it so much was they were so much room for all of their gear. Oh, yeah. And it went over everything. It went over stuff in Glamis. It went over stuff in Johnson Valley. And it did really well. And I don't I don't think she came away with any problems on the skid plate or any problems with the car at all. No, for being a fully independent suspension, this thing has great uh, wheel articulation yeah. and it's got good power. And you got to remember, this competes with the Toyota Land Cruiser overseas. 
uh, the patrol I think first came out in uh, was it 51 something like that yeah, so yeah. it's it's been around for uh, for a long time it's a great truck um, body on frame it's it's a real SUV it's got a locker it's got a bunch yeah. of different modes and what I really like about being able to take this car right now specifically out into the dunes is that this is a stock vehicle like this is what you can buy off the Sherman floor all these cars that we're driving right now and people don't really realize how capable stock vehicles are. I mean, are they better once you get all your modifications on there? Of course, but you can still have a lot of fun and a lot of adventure with something that is just pure stock. Look at that Terra go up that hill, man. You go, little Terra, you go. And I think that was uh, the number uh, the number two. <laughs> number two moment with Emmy. Number two. Go, little Terra, you go. <laughs> How do you not laugh? I mean, seriously, if you're going to be in a foreign country with somebody stuck in a car, She's pretty entertaining. You Hold could definitely on. do hers. <clears throat> Highlight? That hill, man. You go, little Tara. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have so many little sound clips from Emmy oh, when dude, this yeah. uh, show is over. We've got this super steep hill that we're going down the sand dunes. It's probably more than a 45-degree angle downhill. And another thing that the, this patrol has that these other vehicles don't is you can get two different kinds of front bumpers, one for off-road and one for on-road. So our approach angle isn't mired by having a regular uh, bumper because they've cut out the bottom of it. You go, let's go, VA power, go right up over this dude, right up over it. Yeah, buddy! And that's where Yeah Buddy first was uh, introduced to the truck show. That was the one. That was that, the moment. That was it. Dude, I had to do some digging to find all these. <laughs> and uh, and then I found him. One nice little nugget. So I'd say that's uh, number uh, number three with Emmy. Number three. She is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't she? Uh, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love me some Emmy Hall. So right. using that. There we go. Copy it in new. All right. That means I save it as its own sound clip. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, Emmy. You just you lined them up and you, we're just hitting them out, them out of the park. park. It was so good, so good. And the transmission, I love how yeah. Hear it. And the oh my god, just I just realized <laughs> we didn't so get so good, good so, so good. good. <laughs> uh, is that number four? I think it is. It is now number four. <laughs> Mark that at uh, forty-two fourteen on episode forty-three. Done. Oh man, we had no idea. We 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 need more Emmy in our lives. Transmission's doing a really good job of keeping us in the right gear. We haven't really had to um, manipulate the transmission on our own. And then we didn't talk about, we were in the Titan for a while, but we got kicked out of it prematurely uh, because Emmy was driving, I think. Yeah. So the Titan was awesome, the big V8. I think all the European journalists that are here are impressed because they don't ever get to drive anything yeah. that big and powerful in Europe. Um, maybe that powerful, maybe that big, but not together. Yeah. And so it's it was pretty awesome. Oh, and we're getting back into the Navara, which means I get to drive the Navara again. Yay! And I'm still alive to tell the tale. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Back it up just here. Can you back that up? Uh, I think so. Just like 15 seconds. Vara, which means I get to drive the Navara again. Yay! Highlight. I just want... Right there, right there. Uh, you want the yay? I want the yay. Uh, yeah. 40, uh, 42, 43. 42, 43. Episode... 43. 43. Got it. And that makes... Number five! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emmy! All right, so moving on from our good friend, Emmy Hall, and uh, this one is episode 33, where we got into an argument with probably our most popular guest over what makes a pickup truck. Wait, our most popular guest? Finnegan or Freiburger? You know what's funny is they keep uh, leapfrogging each other in the mm -hmm. charts. Uh, this one is from our friend Freiburger. Okay. Should have a frame, and it should be able to flex so that your cargo doesn't tweak your, your unibody. So, so, in my opinion, it's car. A 61 Ford Unibody is not a truck. Correct. And in fact, I really? was just with uh, Aaron Kaufman uh, looking at it, and I think those are the, what do they call those, slick sides, I guess? 
I just, I like the way they're styled, but I... Uh, it sounds like David is taking issue with your I, theory, I know, though. I, I get it. I get it. I, I don't know how you claim it's not a truck. It might be a bad truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, El Caminos have frames. Yeah. Hunter Ridgelines don't. We just don't want it to be a truck. <sighs> I think that's what it is. So is it the frame? Yeah. Maybe it's the frame. Maybe that's what sets it apart. You're going to have to well, do some more research. Well, there's all kinds of but... trucks that don't have frames now. You're calling a Jeep Cherokee XJ not a truck? No, XJ's not a truck. XJ is a wagon that has some awesome 4x4 parts on it. Okay, well then how about an MJ, which is a Comanche pickup truck? Which I love those, but the thing about the MJ is they took an XJ that has the uh, the unibody and they sort of made it a frame-like appendage that shoots out of the back for the bed on an MJ. I love MJs. I freaking think they're awesome, but it's not, not a truck. A, still not a truck. Mm. It's a Jeep. Not it's a, a Jeep, truck. Jeep with a bed. <laughs> Although the bed is separate from the Oh, here's one for you. It is. Ford Transit. Right? Ford Transit full-size van. Unibody, right? Yeah. Sprinter? Yeah. Unibody, right? Yes. Except for the chassis cab version where they take the unibody front, hack the back off, and put two big long frame rails. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Interesting. So I don't know. Is it a truck or not? I'm just, we're so conflicted. I know. I mean, we're doing a show called the Truck Show Podcast, and we can't even, we can't even decide <laughs> and kind of so, define what a truck is. Your definition that is must have a full frame and the bed must be separate from the cab. And so and I think truck. I think it also has to have a longitudinally mounted uh, engine, so it's not front wheel drive based like a <clears throat> Ridgeline. Those okay, are my well, those are my three. What if it's two of the three? It can be unibody, <laughs> longitude with a frame, and then the six. This equation is getting a little too complex. Then the four unibodies are in, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. It has to have two of three things, and that is longitudinally mounted drivetrain. A cargo open cargo space separate from the body, full size frame. It needs two of those three. That's a truck. That's what okay, I'm going with. So, what's your definition of an SUV versus a crossover? They're all the same. Yeah, see, that's that's, that's really blurry. <laughs> the, the, mar- the marketing minions have totally muddied those waters. That's as blurry as yep. the uh, the dust in El Mirage. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's just uh, yeah. Do you appreciate the technology in today's trucks, or do you prefer? Is there a lot of dust in El Mirage? Was that that was? No, uh, no, you're good. That was. I, I was actually thinking, wow, that was something smart that Lightning said really? there. That was yeah. uh, an odd. What is your computer doing over there? That was an odd analogy, I think. No, a simile. No, what is that? No, it was an analogy. analogy. But we were we were talking about uh, uh, El Mirage and being on the dry lake, but doing speed, uh, top speed stuff. Right. Okay. So, so I, think, I think you're. It was, good. A, it was a callback from an earlier conversation. Yeah, yeah, you're you're calling yourself out without having the need to call yourself. I'm just a very out. critical of me. Because I'm bad. I, I, I'm bad a lot. What's funny is I was sitting here thinking, God, he was really good there. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I got nothing for you. I don't, All right. I don't know. Kaufman's next? Yeah, let's pull uh, Let's pull Kaufman up. Do you know what episode this was? I do. Episode 20. All right. So five, five questions with Aaron Kaufman. I want to know, uh, how old is your beard now? <laughs> yeah, uh, two, uh, 2010, so uh, eight years. <laughs> All right. All right. Dr. Pepper or Coke? Dr. Pepper, man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In Texas. Yes. We swill so much Dr. Pepper on this show, we don't know how they don't freaking advertise with us because it's like out of control. <laughs> um, in fact, I'm... Well, You're drinking one right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. All right. Qu- question three. He's all right. All right. Question three. Now. All right. What's the biggest mistake or thing that bugs you about when you see somebody, somebody's build or there's some, some like trend or something like that that you just go, ugh, when you see it? Uh, quite simply put, is lack of a cohesion. Like, where it looks like, I think this is cool, and I think this is cool, and I think this is cool, but none of it makes any sense together. That's probably my, hands down, 
hundred percent biggest pet peeve when I see when I see other builds is like when it looks like that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, but like none of it makes any sense together. That's kinda like uh Japanese like that Harajuku culture where they take <laughs> yeah. they'll take like Chicano <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and like straight white boy and then hip hop and they yeah. put it all together and you go, What, what is, is that, that? disaster? <laughs> yeah. They make it their own. All right, question number four. How many bags have you blown? Oh, pardon me? How many bags? <laughs> yes. Airbags. Yeah. Airbags on like your mini trucks. Man, you know I've you know what ah, geez, I don't think I don't think I don't think I've blown any, but I'll tell you this. What? I what? There's changed, no way. I have stacked. Hold on, I'm not I'm not kidding. I don't think we have. We've blown them up from big pressure, but as far as use, man, I don't know. We pulled some off trucks that were on so long. We just like surely they got to wow. be bad. Wow. But but I'll tell you this though, I have changed a stack of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last question. Next time you're in LA, will you come in studio and hang out with us? I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this. If the opportunity is here, if I've got trucks on the ground, if you have time, which I imagine you're probably short, it could be short on both of them. Sure. You say you're a Dr. Pepper guy? I we'll, am. we'll go for a little road trip. I'll take you to Waco Museum. Yes. Where Dr. Pepper's from. Isn't Aaron Kaufman the best? Uh, as good as the beard on his face. And that's a damn good beard. Uh, I just love that Aaron Kaufman and his beard both hail. From the place that is the home of Dr. Pepper. Yes. Do you think that we would be able to do the show together if we don't? If we both didn't love Dr. Pepper? Uh, yes. Because oh, you you've been over there swilling a rock star like a uh, no. But fish for and instance, water. no. For example, okay. if I if I was a Coke guy or yeah. a Pepsi guy, yeah, and I hated Dr. Pepper, yeah, we'd do the show. We just battle. Oh, really? You think yeah, so? I think so. No, I think I think that's one of those. That's one of those things things like, you have to see eye to eye on, like Ford Ford and Chevy. Yeah. Well, well, I have a Ford and you have a Chevy. We can still do the show. Yeah, but you're not like a crazy hardcore Ford guy. You can own a, a Chevy. Crazy hardcore truck and off road guy. Right. I understand. Yeah. But you're not a crazy hardcore. Yeah. I was once. I once was a crazy hardcore Ford guy. Oh, were you? Until I got into automotive journalism and drove everything and went, oh, yeah, they all sort of suck and they're all sort of awesome in their own ways. But not about Dr. Pepper. Nope. Dr. Pepper. And I'm okay with that. And like, by I'm, the way, Emmy, God, we got to do an intervention because she keeps trying to push that diet crap on me. It's like, That'll kill you. Yeah. Not no, so much. Not so good. Not so much. That's yeah. bad for you. Gross. All right. So the next clip that I would like to play is from episode 47. Uh, this clip. We need more of this because I have a Jeep that hasn't been sold yet. And I need to uh, reinvite this guy on the Truck Show podcast. Uh, this was his very first uh, appearance, let's say. I think I forced you into it. I don't even remember how it came to be, but let's uh, let's roll back the time machine. Let her rip! for you today. That's right, we've got a 2007 Chevrolet Silverado 3500 LTZ. It is a dually with 77,000 miles. It's got banks everything. It's got Willwood brakes. It's got an LMN Duramax with an Ellison transmission. We've got ourselves a 12-inch bulletproof diesel suspension, 37-inch Toyo tires. It's got custom interior, custom audio, custom grill, custom rack, custom, custom, custom. Get over $100,000 a month. Custom for the low, low price of less than 100000 custom for this show only. Right here, you mentioned, you mentioned, you come on down, you say that you are friends of the Truck Show podcast, and you, sir, will get that truck out the door for a deal. 42500 that is 425 all day long down here at Bargain Billy's <laughs> Truckorama. <laughs> oh, that is How's awesome. that? That was spectacular. I, I wish... need to catch my breath. Let me turn your uh, effects down here. Oh, my gosh. Your face was beat red. <laughs> that was spectacular. 
That was spectacular. I was, I was, I was channeling uh, Cal Worthington, Billy Mays. Uh, <laughs> Your voice was going about three quarters uh, of the way through, and it just completely died. It died, like, yeah. I yeah. hear now. <laughs> <laughs> I overstressed it. I got it. I got into it a little bit. Uh, hold okay. on, but you know, <clears throat> frosty Dr. Pepper right here. Oh mm. man, oh, hold on, Dr. Pepper break. Sorry, guys. <sighs> I mean, how do we get Dr. Pepper to sponsor this show? Uh, write him a letter? Because they're never going to hear the show. <laughs> I mean, how do we have so many listeners and not one person has a connection to Dr. Pepper? I I'm not know. expecting them to I mean, sponsor it, but they could. We have a lot of listeners in Texas. I know. So somebody has to know somebody. Somebody like, has got to have an aunt or an uncle that works yeah, at Dr. Yeah, Pepper. These guys talk about you at every opportunity and every show. I mean, I'm not saying advertise, but do it. Uh, what I'm saying is, I don't know, uh, like a case. I don't. You know what? A pallet. We one talked pallet. about Wiener Schnitzel for like 45 uh, episodes. I know nothing. And not a peep out of Wiener Schnitzel. We haven't gotten one free chili dog. Not a single freaking corn that, dog. That's how you know we love it because we're willing to spend our own money. On it. <laughs> it's the same thing with Dr. Pepper. They're like, why should we pay him? They're uh, talking about us anyway. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe uh, we should stop, but I can't. Do you think everyone uh, can I, hear the uh, the rolling racks and stuff and the, uh, the, the, the low riders? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Pepper, I can't quit you. So uh, who else is next? <laughs> you had me at Dr. Pepper. Yes, you did. My wife was watching uh, Jerry Maguire and, uh, oh, the other, and I walked in. Let me in. help you help you. Yeah, I, I walked in on the scene, which is you complete me. I, and I, I walked in. Kismet. I literally opened the door. I walk in and it's you complete me. And then the next, I didn't, re, I didn't recall the lines being back to back. Yeah. You complete me. And then she says, you had me at hello. And I turned around and I closed the door and I left. I was like, this is just so sappy. So freaking sappy. All right. Uh, the next clip. Is one of our most favorited, mo most talked about guests. Most talked about yeah. guests. People always, it's it's one of our most downloaded episodes, but everywhere we go, this episode resonated with almost every one of our listeners. So we figured we would, this was a long episode, but we pulled a clip out of it that we thought was interesting, so why don't we play it? From episode 19, Mr. Gail Banks. What's the, what's the first truck you started toying with? I don't, I don't know. So obviously you're starting to tinker with the six twos, uh, six nine uh, Ford ind indirect injection uh, pre power stroke, right? That was eighty three. Uh, mm hmm. Six nine eighty three. We did the turbo kit for the eighty two. We we started working on that six two engine in seventy eight prior to production as an engineering exercise, uh, twin turboing it for Marine for Detroit Diesel GM. You mm -hmm. know the engine wouldn't take it. It wasn't a candidate for that. But Pontiac came to us and wanted us to run a Firebird at Bonneville. The new 82 Firebird was coming, and the Firebird came out the same year as the 6.2 in the pickups. And we had both. We had the Firebird, a pre-production Firebird, and we had uh, two pre-production pickups, you know, engineering trucks with the 6.2s, a one-ton and a half-ton. The half-ton was a uh, manual shift, and the one-ton was a turbo-hydro. No, no power in either one of them. It's like 145 was. A friend of mine had a uh, 85 mm -hmm. diesel 2500 Suburban with a 6.2, no turbo. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, his mom's vehicle. And he inherited it basically in high school. And that became our friend, right? We've talked about that vehicle on the show, I think, before. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember the first time he tossed me the keys, he goes, hey, you, you drive. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> what? You know, and here's this massive tanks. My my mom has a uh, a Toyota minivan and my dad has a Honda Accord. So I'm not, you know, we don't have anything like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll drive this thing. 
And uh, and I pulled away from the stoplight for the first time, and I remember, like, well, what do I do? He goes, oh, no, no, you're driving it wrong. I go, all right, how do I drive it? He goes, the, the uh, gas pedal is a on-off switch. And I realized that to drive that thing, wide it was either on or it was wide open everywhere you yeah. went. And that was only merely adequate. Um, but literally, any time you drove it, it was just on the floor. There was no middle ground because mm-hmm. that thing had plenty of torque, no horsepower at all. To your point, Hot Rod was was going to drive my Firebird project at Bonneville, and uh, we got rained out. All kinds of nastiness ensued, uh, but we we finally I think we ran eighty six and eighty seven, uh, went to sixty two way to two sixty eight one way, and then the next year we went. I think our best mile was two eighty three. Power windows, surround sound, full interior. <laughs> We had a roll cage in it, but I mean, it was a streetcar. To tow, they gave us these two pickups with these uh, non-turboed engines. Well, in six weekends, working with Bob Robe, he and I— Now, Bob Robe works here. Still still works for you. Yeah. Uh, We came in on on weekends. Uh, We were still in San Gabriel, as I recall, and um, we turboed those two trucks, and it worked very well. Now, now we could tow the uh, enclosed trailer with a Firebird in it over Cajon Pass because prior to that, to do that same thing, I had to stop at the top at the big thermometer and shave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it cool down. Yeah, yeah. Let's explain, uh, Holman, explain Cajon Pass for those who yes. don't live in California. So, so basically, uh, everybody knows of the San Andreas Fault, right? You hear about the big, scary earthquake fault that yeah. runs through Southern California. So essentially. Uh, Coastal California is separated from the rest of California by a mountain range. And on one side is the foothills in coastal California, and the other side is the desert. And right through the middle of this runs the San Andreas Fault, which essentially separates the Los Angeles Basin from the rest of the world. So if you've ever driven from L.A. to Vegas and you go, quote unquote, up the grade, which is on your way to Victorville or on your way to Vegas, but Victorville is the first city really at the top of the grade, um, that's Cajon Pass. And it's a very steep grade. What's the grade? Uh, around six. Six yes. percent. Okay. Six, yes, I, I think that's right. And then uh, now, I mean, it, there's not a lot of switchbacks or anything like that. There's an old road that cuts through there, uh, which is how people used to get up it. But now the interstate, Interstate 15, goes up it. Uh, but to this day, even in the magazine world, a truck trend or four-wheeler, we do tow testing through there. And mm-hmm. you'll see a number of manufacturers who will be in camo vehicles with water loads on the back of their trailers, tow testing because it's hot and it, it, there's a grade. And mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, so that is the pass, the Cajon Pass that we keep talking about. And literally, it is the way out of Southern California to the rest of the U.S. Uh, if you're not taking the 10 Absolutely. through the desert and you're on your way to Vegas, so uh, basically any Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Idaho, any, any of those states sort of out that way, you have to go through the 15. Yeah, and, and Gail, you're still using that as, for testing today. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, we turboed those, those six twos, and SEMA started meeting in, in San Gabriel at Eric Grant's insurance office across from my speed shop on San Gabriel Boulevard in 1967. And the first show for C was at Dodger Stadium, right? Yes, it was yeah. that year. Okay. And uh, I knew all the guys, but I didn't, I didn't have enough money to pay the dues. So I didn't join SEMA for another 10 years or so. I knew these guys. I started talking to them about diesel. Oh, this would be 82, late, late 81, because I came out. When the trucks came out, we had the kit, and uh, the turbo kit. And wow, did that transform the engine. Took away the smoke, 
mileage increase you couldn't believe, giant power increase, and it it would run well at high altitude which the naturally aspirated diesel was horrible at high altitude. Was that the first real consumer product that was a large scale or large volume hit for you? Cause it, that, that was the first consumer product of the diesel industry. Because I, I feel it a, like... It was a hit for us. I feel like as a kid, that's where I knew Banks Power were your ads talking about how much the performance improvement was on those 6.2s. And, yeah. and then eventually the 6.5 came out, but GM offered that with a turbo, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of a story behind that as well, right? Well, it lagged uh, quite a bit, the 6.5. Where they were late to market, a guy named Dan, Dan Sneezak, who came from Diamond Racing, was putting a Cummins in a Dodge in Highland Park at, at Dodge headquarters, uh, engineering. And uh, I was familiar with that. But nobody had a turbo diesel on the market. And you couldn't go to speed shops and buy a turbo kit for a diesel. The SEMA guys wanted nothing to do with diesel for about 10 years. Uh, So we were all alone. We sold through the diesel repair shops. How many years ahead was your turbo kit ahead of when the the, Dodge? I think the Dodge came out in 89. Was it 89? Yeah, so if you are familiar with that story of when they shoehorned a Cummins into a Ram, Go to trucktrend.com. Uh, both Trucktrend and Diesel Power wrote a story where they drove D001, mm-hmm. which is the very first vehicle. So the, the truck production year, vehicle. The, this was their first engineering vehicle. Well, that it, Sneezak did that. So they have D. They know where there's six or seven engineering vehicles that mm-hmm. started that program. And I want to say they know where like four or five of them are. But we have that whole story on trucktrend.com that ran in Diesel Power and Trucktrend um, from you know, several years ago. It's worth the read if you're interested in the history of the of the Dodge. It's they're in running condition. Mm-hmm. One of them turned out to be a parts runner for Cummins for years. Uh, one of them is re- fully restored now, yes. and uh, and they're just amazing trucks and, and quite the time capsule. And so we wrote stories on that. We had a chance to drive it. If you're interested in that, again, check out that story on on D001 and its brethren. And it talks that would about, be an interesting read. It's awesome. The thing was, you had these naturally aspirated diesels up through '86, '87. A guy named John Rock took over uh, GMC. Called me up one day and he says, I'm coming out for the International Truck Show at Anaheim. I'd like to have breakfast with you. I said, I'd like to have breakfast with you. This is very cool. Thank you. <laughs> so I meet him down there in Anaheim and in a restaurant. And he says, you guys are doing these sport trucks out here in California. And we want to have a GMC sport truck. Ah, we, I see and, where this and, is going. Yeah. And, and I says, okay. And he says, also... You know, Ford came out with a 6.9 and the pickup trucks, and our sales of the 6.2 pickup trucks started to fall. And uh, and he says the engine plant in Moraine, Ohio, that builds a 6.2 engine is down to 17% of its capacity. Mm. I should have closed that plant. It should be gone. But we're wedded to this. If I did close the plant, I'd need an engine, and they kind of had sniffed out the Cummins Dodge thing going on. There was a lot of people trying to buy Cummins stock to get leverage over other people and all that jive going on back then. So he says, I need to stimulate the sales of the 6.2 because the 6.5 engine, that was running behind a, a year or two. So two things happened there. He said, how about you guys turbo our trucks, set up a little facility near Flint assembly, 
And the pickups and the Suburbans, we'll ship them to you, you turbo them, you ship them back to us, and they'll go out to the dealership through normal distribution. It's called a ship-through. We worked with some guys in a family of guys in Detroit, set up a deal in Elmont, Michigan, a five-acre parcel. They shipped the trucks to us. We shipped them back. They went out to the dealers, and the first turbo diesel pickup you could buy in the United States, one year ahead of the Dodge Cummins, was the GMC Banks Turbo. You could buy it in any dealership in the entire country. Wow. Thank you. Thank you guys for noticing. But one of the best kept secrets in our industry is we beat the Dodge Cummins by a full model year. Wow. Yeah. It's Dodge Cummins is not the first turbo diesel pickup you could buy. And, and we found on eBay not that long ago, because I think our good friend David Kennedy and you and I were talking about that, mm-hmm. where there was a... David Kennedy. Who, the edit, yeah, the former editor for Diesel Power Magazine, who is now at the NHRA. In fact, mm-hmm. we wanted him to sit in today, uh, but he was busy. So, David Kennedy, if you're listening... Well, he was boo. here and he had a greasy Italy. wiener food truck out with, <laughs> in the back. True story. Today the, was the <laughs> food truck Friday at Banks. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> with the greasy yeah. wiener. Now, on the next clip, Holman. Guys, I seen the suckage meter. You pinned the needle on this episode. <laughs> no, this was our freaking best, Alice. Our best episode. Alice, and listen, did you no. hear what she said? Yes. Listen carefully. Yes. Guys, I seen the suckage yeah, meter. I freaking I seen it. Yeah, I heard it. I heard oh it. Oh, my God. She gets me in no, two different ways. I, I don't one. trust her anymore because this is like our best of episode, and it can't <laughs> suck. This is like uh, some of our best of No, we're best still live. We're, we're still live, and as long as we're live, that's we, it. We have suckage. Uh, yeah, there's a little uh, suckage seeping through. Sucks to be us. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is everybody's number one favorite episode. We had dozens and scores scores number one <laughs> you just had to get in there didn't you yeah i did uh we had scores and dozens and i don't know what all the other uh, uh clumps of numbers clumps of numbers lots of them uh said please please can we rehear episode 45 the fruitcake episode and with the holidays upon us we figured why the hell not holman um there's a pretty lady standing behind you in the doorway what? I'm not joking. Should I look over my left in shoulder? The red, in the, my... no, your left shoulder? The, your left shoulder? In the oh, red Nissan shirt. I know who that is. Okay, do you want to introduce her? Uh, that's Wendy Orthman from Nissan. Okay. Our presenting sponsor. What does she have in her hand? We- Wendy, okay, <laughs> sit, sit down. Tr- put on the headphones. Yes. All right. right. microphone here. Okay. Okay, can you hear everything all right? I can. Why are you carrying what appears to be some type of a detonation device and a giant... <laughs> Case it says a vault on the outside. It looks like a pelican case, mm-hmm. but it has a sticker on it, and I've, I'm familiar with that sticker. Does it look familiar to you, Sean? You sh- you've it, seen it, this before. I actually have nightmares about the sticker <laughs> because so, I'm afraid of what's to come because I know what's happened before. Okay, so hold on a second. I also recognize this sticker right here, Holiday Fruitcake. Yes. And I this harkens back to a story that you told me a few episodes ago. Uh-huh. About a Nissan stunt. Yes. Right? And you are looking at the stuntess right here. You're the one that... Okay, so l- let's go back in time. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Before you do that, here. Oh! Oh, is it going to get all blurry <laughs> yes, in here now? Blurry. Okay. Let's, let's... What did Nissan do when they were unveiling their five-year, 100,000-mile warranty? Okay, so you'll remember back in 2016 when the Nissan Titan and, and XD launched, they, uh, they announced a five-year... 100,000-mile warranty. If you listen to this program, our podcast, very familiar with it because we talk about it all the time. So what Nissan wanted to do is send all the journalists a fruitcake for 
Christmas. Right? That right. sounds normal. Uh, I believe they actually bought out the entire Franklin, Tennessee Costco. <laughs> and uh, of all the fruitcakes, they slapped these stickers on them. They sent them out to each of their journalist friends with a little note that said something like, the only thing that will outlast our warranty is a fruitcake. And did it go over well, Wendy? It went over very well. <laughs> we actually even had a few write-ups about it because it was so well received. And really the million dollar question for me is, will the fruitcake actually outlast the warranty? Because at this point, we kept two fruitcakes from this stunt a few three years ago so we are at the halfway point i know your warranty is still good for two more years the right? question is the fruitcake oh that's so, so interesting I, so you have the fruitcake a fruitcake one of the original yes. fruitcakes in this why are you carrying it around like it's in a <laughs> like because this the, is precious cargo we only kept two that are actually original fruitcakes flew it all the way from nashville to see you in oh fact we learned a lot about flying with fruitcakes what 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 do you mean by the way that should they be a hashtag or t-shirt <laughs> flying with fruitcakes yeah. that's what you're doing yeah. right now by yeah. the way you're flying with fruitcakes and this was a carry-on right uh, yes and what we've discovered um our friends at tsa really don't like fruitcakes because they have the same density apparently is C4. <laughs> so wait, so you have a fruitcake in your pelican case. And you're carrying it like it is C4. So so did our friend David Page, was he? Yeah. My friend David Page <laughs> is the one who actually carried it and he had some lovely and up close and personal experiences with our TSA compadres was it, over in the Was it open hands on the padding? <laughs> was there any cupping? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I want to see if you open up the box, is there music? Do lights come out of it? Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Here it goes. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here it goes. <laughs> it's awesome. It is encased in foam. And perfectly wait, wait. preserved. Oh, my God. Who Look, did, but who, Look at it. Who did this? It looks like it's a different color Who now? did this whole thing right here? <laughs> like, what is... Like, so someone spent a lot of time and energy you know, on this case. Wait, I have to I have to hold... Oh, my... Right? It's so, so it has been heavy. temperature controlled in my office for three years, but not oh. refrigerated. Was it behind under your desk so, like you had forgotten about yeah. it or what? <laughs> no, I had it on a shelf. Can I, uh, can I read this? Please. It says, Holiday Fruitcake... The one food that might last longer than the 2017 Nissan Titan's industry-leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And it says recent Titan buyers will be covered until December 2021. We can't guarantee the fruitcake. <laughs> okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. There's a friend of mine yeah? who is a Nissan Titan ambassador. He happens to be a celebrity chef. And he's been seen on, uh, oh, he's beat Bobby Flay. Okay. And he's been seen on the Food Network. And, and we should call... Celebrity chef Corey Barr, and find out. Don't even say if we're going to eat that. Really, you're not going to suggest that we eat that. You, you we, think I flew it from Nashville here <laughs> just to look at it? Well, I'm pretty, Are we going to do this? I'm pretty sure. Psych myself up. I'm pretty sure our presenting sponsor is uh, <laughs> shaming us or guilting us into eating holiday fruitcake. You didn't really. But you, hold on a second. Two things. You didn't, Wendy. You didn't fly out here so we could see and eat this, right? You didn't really do that. Well, yeah, kind of. She, liter she literally flew in this afternoon. I came to see you guys because you're my favorite podcast. And, and you were complaining earlier about being hungry. I'm just saying. You, <laughs> I was. Beggars can't be choosers, my friend. So what, what makes him an expert on, on food expiration? I mean, he's a chef. He's more of an expert than you, are, you and I, right? Yeah, so, okay. All right. Hmm. Hello? Hey, it's uh, Lightning and Holman from the Chuck Show podcast. What's happening? What's going on, chef? <laughs> What's happening? How are y'all? We are great, but we're in a little bit of a pickle because we, we're thinking about eating a, 
a two-year-old. Wait, is it two or three-year-old? How old is it again? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a three-year-old three fruitcake fruit from <sighs> Nissan. And, and, and we're, we're concerned that we may yeah. die. So here's the deal, Chef. We are not experts in, uh, in food. Uh, I mean, we are experts in eating food. We right. didn't get these bodies by not being experts in eating food. <laughs> But you are the most uh, expert-filled food person I know. The being most expert-filled <laughs> yes. food person. Um, What's and, wrong with you? And, Is uh, that a real thing? Do I get? <laughs> that's on your business card for your your new uh, your new restaurant parish in Louisiana. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's I it. think well, if uh, if this goes well, Corey should have these fruitcakes as dessert at his restaurant. <laughs> expired food at his restaurant? We haven't determined if it's expired yet. I'm in the business of selling food, not cellaring food. You know, <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Chef, what is the shelf life of a fruitcake? Well, you know, uh, according to uh, to some people... Oh, wait, don't, don't, wait, 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 wait. Don't answer yet. <laughs> okay, okay. What, what are we looking at here? Are we, are we, are we going to get ill? I, I think you're going to be fine. As long as it was stored in an airtight container, they say that a fruitcake can last up to 25 years. No! Uh, okay. no wait, no, wait. No, but what no. lasts more, a Twinkie or a fruitcake? No, no. <laughs> Wrong answer. 25 years. My ass. So Wendy paid Corey to come up with that. No, 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 no. Look, look it up, man. They're saying that, you know, me, truthfully, I think like most things, fruitcake tastes better soaked in bourbon. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, as long as you keep it in an airtight container, fruitcake can last up to a quarter century. That's the truth. All right, Chef. So I have a question for you. I'm now holding the fruitcake in my hand. I'm spinning it around, and I just discovered something that I missed earlier, mm. and that is the date of 1225 <laughs> on the side of the fruitcake, yet there's no year. Oh, oh maybe no. that means 12 of 25. <laughs> it does not 12 mean. of 25. No, December. it does not mean 12 of 25. There's no there's date. No that way. has to be the date. That was December 25th. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I would think that would be the... Uh, the the best consumed by date. I mean, who doesn't just want to wake up on Christmas morning and uh, eat a big slice of fruitcake? Uh, me, <laughs> the whole world. No one eats okay. that crap. Wait, do we do we pop this thing my, open my, with my, Chef on the phone? My body is telling me in advance it's not good. You know what I mean? I'm having these weird. You know when you get that lemony flavor coming up at the back of your throat? On a Nissan Titan lasts as long, if not longer, than this fruitcake. Holman just took the top off. It's not hermetically sealed anymore, Chef. It's not. It was never hermetically sealed. Look at those. Did it start Decaying immediately? Is it like like? No, it's like, not you know, even moving. No, like, it's just like decaying and drying hold out. Hold on. Oh, is it hard? Rock hard. Oh, that's <laughs> but sticky. It is. It's hard. You know, another sticky. scientific fact. I got another scientific fact for you that the density of mahogany and the density of the of the average fruitcake is one to one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as dense as my dining room table. Wendy, did you bring any drinks? <laughs> Any cocktails? I, I did not bring cocktails, but I did find some uh, some plates and some forks and knives. Okay. <laughs> it's so sticky. That's what she said. Oh, so I it's, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's what's okay. I understand that there's red candied cherries. I understand mm -hmm. there's walnuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I understand yeah. that there are potentially green candied cherries. Mm -hmm. uh, that's odd. There are, yeah. Okay. But what's the yellow sticky thing? That's what she said. <laughs> what is that? Pineapple. Uh, yes, oh, it does look like pineapple. pineapple. What? Where? Yes, right right here. What's, what's pineapple? Back when right these there. things became like, you know, a fruitcake became hold on, the sign of hold wealth. On, hold on, hold on. 
pineapple. It's see-through. Pineapple has never been translucent. <laughs> it's translucent. You know what it looks like? It looks like somebody made a stained glass cake. It is. That's what it is. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Because it's the holidays and Christmas, yeah. Wendy pulled this out of a church window. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chef, can you can you tell us the history of fruitcake? Do you know anything about are you why trying this is to here? De- are you trying to delay yes. the inevitable is here? It, is it coming through All that right, way? So real quick, it's one of those legacy things left over from our old empire days, our occupation of the British. You know, a fruitcake is what the British typically use as a wedding cake or a sign of wealth. So, you know, when we became, you know, this independent country, we kind of followed in their traditions and, and gave fruitcakes as a shine of as a sign of our wealth to others. And then, um, you know, because fruit back then was extremely expensive. Um, they had to find ways to preserve it. So they did it in sugar syrups. And that's why you have all this crazy looking translucent sugary fruit <laughs> that doesn't look like anything any living being should consume, you know, but, uh, did you hear what he said? Yeah. No living beings should consume. Well, this. you know what, just as you're, as you're talking it, it, it right now, that way. as you're giving us a history lesson on fruitcakes, a nut over here, it just on the fell off. no, 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 it didn't fall off. It jumped for its life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm finally free out of the hermetic seal. Uh, what, what I'm seeing here, uh, as I'm looking, I, my gaze is upon the fruitcake here on our uh, podcast studio. What I'm seeing is, um, I feel like royalty. I absolutely yeah, do. Should. No, no. I feel like the court jester <laughs> that we have to eat the poison before the king gets it. But she sponsored the podcast. <laughs> I, I listen. I would. I'm Is not it, sure. Follow the money. Follow the money with the fork, baby. <laughs> follow the money with the fork. Oh. You're no longer allowed as a guest on our show, my friend. Oh. It's. So, um, uh, I can tell you this. I want to know how this fruitcake tastes. <sighs> Is it time? Are we gonna Are we gonna try it? I gotta find a knife. I think I only have a utility knife. Do you, do you have a chisel? <laughs> I, we're gonna need some kind of a putty knife or a chainsaw. <laughs> I have a Office Depot stainless steel scissors. Yeah. And okay, I have a well, hold on. Wendy, carpet knife. Wendy just gave us very feeble looking plastic sporks. <laughs> and I have a oh, feeling this my. is. <laughs> It's good. I'm, oh. I'm trying to stab I mean, it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not working. Those cherries kind of indent a little. I'm look actually at this. pretty impressed. Look at, look at how They're they malleable. move. They're malleable for being three years they, old. They are not malleable. Look, <laughs> look at these Look things. at my fork is bending on the walnut. It's a you walnut. can't see this. My fork is getting a well, But even walnut. look at wait, this. Oh, it, wait, the pineapple. It has my fork. I can't pull it out. It's ingesting my fork. Hold on a second. Wait. <laughs> look, I'm dragging I'm dragging the fruitcake around. Oh, no. A big oh, chunk just came off. Hold on. Hold on. What was this green? thing before. Uh, that's a cherry. That's not a cherry. Yes, it, it is. Why is it, is it green? Inexplicable green cherries. Look, it's yeah. coming off. No, oh, that's not good enough. You no. have to have the same Shh. bite I do. This is snot. <laughs> it's not snot. <laughs> are, we, are we doing this? No, you need to have the same bite I do. All right. You I, need, I, this is, I need like, to cut it. It's like two kids. <laughs> do, do better. I'm I, taking the bite unless you take the bite, dude. <laughs> okay, hold on. I got it. Uh, and you to... better not screw me. You better take a <laughs> full <laughs> bite. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm using scissors. The backside of... Oh, stainless oh, steel slit scissors. I can't cut this. <laughs> you know, you'll cut through your hand with those scissors way easier I'm, than the I'm relatively cake. a strong person, and this is... Look at this. This is taking force to get so through this. There is oh, actually I, cake under all those. Where? I, didn't get, I didn't get any cake. As yeah. I cut this, it fills in behind the... Yeah, like the shark's teeth. It loses the tooth. <laughs> it's like it lost a cherry and another cherry came from nowhere. <laughs> all right. It's, hold on. Wait. Right, hold on. Well, I'm going to do? do this chunk here. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and, and, and you're going to do that, that piece there. Okay. okay. Hold on. Okay. 
Just wait. Let me let me put it on my spork here. No, you need. How to get, that's how big your piece needs to be. You need to, I'm, your, I'm, this is a pretty good size. Okay, it needs to be one one like, mouthful. I mashed it together like a kid does with cookie dough. Yes. <sighs> right. Okay. It did, but on. you didn't need to mash it together because it's stuck. I've got arm hair in it already. <laughs> I think it pulled off a fingernail. <laughs> that's not arm. That's not arm hair. <laughs> is it gro- is it growing a brain? Did you, there was that new story last week where there I don't know some organ was growing a brain or something. I feel it started with fruitcake. I don't know, but I don't want to look at this thing until okay. it starts moving. Right, it just found another piece uh, jumped okay, off. Okay. okay, all right, here we here, here, here we go. All right, wait, count of three. Uh, all right, one. Come on, really? Two. Okay. Three. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know that anybody would ever like this. It's awful. <laughs> Do we have to follow it? There's thousands of you know this? around the country celebrating <laughs> eating this. This is horrible. <laughs> this is the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think those are tears. I think my body's rejecting it. <laughs> That's so gross. I, when I was a kid, I ate paste. This is way worse than paste. What do you mean? You don't feel royal or anything oh like that? You don't... This is so solid. This is... <laughs> it's got almost like... It's like glue. It's like glue and cherries. I can't get all my teeth with my tongue. <laughs> it's like when you have those markers that smell, that smell like fruit. There's a piece dropped in my jaw. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. What does that taste like? I've tasted it before, but you I don't know. It's know like what it is? familiar and foreign at the same time. This is um. Oh. This is why they don't make Elmer's glue and flavors. <laughs> Here's the thing. The nut didn't crunch. I no. Guess. I <laughs> I just, my teeth just sink this into it. This is so gross. Why do we do that? Wait, does that mean Wendy's coming back in three more years? No. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. I don't even know. I have tears in my oh. eyes. I, I need to go see what's in my teeth. <laughs> uh, episode number 45, the uh, old fruitcake episode. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of good stuff, Holman, over the last uh, 99 episodes. Oh, my God. I feel like I spent the last few days digging through the archives, and I was listening <laughs> to stuff. Uh, I literally, we've talked about it before. Yeah. I don't listen to our shows once they're gone. Right. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, we should be thinking, the you know, uh, we should be moving forward, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So is this episode a total wash because it's an anchor in our past, or? <laughs> yeah. I've, I'm not even listening to what we're saying You right don't now. even I'm like this I'm already episode. moving on. Totally against this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? How about we introduce some new content by reading some emails? Love it. You email, yeah, I email, do it, we email, that's right, everybody email, type it up, you email, proofread, I email, send it, we email, click it, everybody email. What? 100, 100, 100, uh, uh, uh. 100, 100, 100. <laughs> if you guys could see us right now. <laughs> 
Uh, a couple of grown men getting down. Are we grown men? Uh, shaking that thing. Are we past grown men? Uh, yeah, we are. Oh, man. <laughs> the problem is we're growing in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm growing wider instead of taller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I right. stopped growing taller a long time ago. Are you going first? Yeah, uh, after I come to grips with my aspect ratio changing. <laughs> <laughs> You're now 16 uh, yeah, by 9? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, no longer, uh, I'm no longer the vertical uh, Instagram right. video. I'm now going back to the... Yeah, You're anyway. now you're now Facebook format. Right, yeah, because right? I can't fit within the square anymore. <laughs> exactly. You're wide. now widescreen. I am widescreen, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm also white pants. All right, uh, got this one from Chris Savage from, uh, ooh, from the UK. Says, what? Where in the UK? Do we know? Uh, nope, uh, just UK is good enough for me. It's he has fine. a phone number. Okay. Well, <laughs> do, do we call him? <laughs> not now. Uh, okay. They're eight hours ahead. Eight hours, roughly? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hello, chaps, or do I have to say it in a British accent? Uh, can you? Hello, chaps. No. I mean, that's funny. Try it. Hello, governor. I, is that all you can say, or is there more? Hello, chaps. First things first. Five stars. Long time listener, second time emailer. Is that... Is that it is horrible, no, right? it's falling apart. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, just finish as you. All right, can I do it as an Australian and really piss him off? No, no. Piss you, off two no, countries no, at the same no, time? No, 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 no. Should I read it as Billy Bargain? Um, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, all right. We'll, right. Say, we'll say Billy. All right, hello, Wait, cha- wait, did you just say... Shall I read this? Why would you impersonate Billy Bargain? I'm just saying, because for the funny. I If we need Billy Bargain, let's actually get the real guy. Well, Billy Bargain needs to come on the next episode because he's got some stuff to sell. All right. Like a 2012 JK. Oh, Go does ahead. he? Go ahead and look at <laughs> autotrader.com and see if you can find my Jeep and then buy it from no, me. No, Billy Bargain's Jeep? Uh, no, no it's my, your my Jeep. Jeep Billy, Billy Bargain Bargain's will help sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, All right. All right. Uh, long-time listener, second-time emailer. I thought you might be interested in a project I have just completed for a client. I was tasked to make this Chevy barbecue move again after somebody ripped out the engine and transmission and shoehorned in a large gas grill under the hood, then realized it was too heavy to push around and load on a trailer. I fitted a hydraulic motor to drive the back axle, a hydraulic pump, and a cab-mounted, he says lever, but I, pref- I think lever. my lever. Yeah, lever. right? Yes. Uh, just a nod to our UK friends. Uh, mm-hmm. And cab-mounted lever to control it. It doesn't sound like a V8, though. If you're bored, have a look at the video link below. It's got a lot more detail. Keep up the good work and post some pics of the truck for a buck. And, yes, we just uh, posted a few pictures on at sh- uh, Truck Show Podcast of Lightning's new dollar truck. Oh, wow. GMT uh, 400. I'm digging that shit. Was that 88 to 98? Yep, with a extra cab. Uh, and then let's see here. Uh, the YouTube link, if you guys want to check it out. Don't don't read it. No one will ever do that. you got to post it. It's just uh, search for Chevrolet Barbecue Truck Build. Chevrolet barbecue truck build. It's pretty cool. It says okay, uh, bullseye it. on the side, and it's an old Chevy truck with uh, barbecue. So the dollar truck build. What's the latest? I heard you might be getting a pink slip, and this I might, might was, not be vaporware. I was told yesterday that I will get a pink slip. Now I'm I'm hoping that it all happens. So th- the backstory to the to the 1966 Chevy C20 is that a guy died, and someone in the truck. No, no, it's I, not haunted. No, it's not haunted. Okay, and someone, the dude. It was an old dude that owned it, and he died, I guess, a couple of years ago, and it just was collecting dirt and rust and weeds. And uh, someone, my, our listener Sean knew, yep. called him and said, "Hey, I know you kind of collect vehicles. Do you want to, you know, do you want this?" So I don't know where the pink is, and I'm hoping that it actually comes to fruition. I posted today, like, "Hey, welcome I mean, the to truck's the in your driveway. You know, I saw it, the truck in your driveway, it, I, so I have it." It's in my possession, and but that doesn't, it doesn't mean that I oh, own it. Oh, come on. That's nine-tenths of the law right there. <laughs> it is. So we've got a guy who specializes in registrations, and, right. and he used to work for Jesse James back in the day, uh-huh. You know, like so he can make miracles happen. <laughs> Are you saying the truck is stolen? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's, just, just I mean, checking. Not as far as I know. 
All right. I hope not. So why that would suck. Why don't you give us an update in episode 101 about uh, whether or not you're <laughs> able to status? register that thing? Yes. Yeah. So if I get the registration, it's, it's on. on like Donkey Kong. I was just going to say that it exact is, thing. You and I spend way too much time together. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's where we are with the dollar truck. Okay. All right. Uh, this one is from Jeremy Poindexter. Hey, what's up, guys? Question for Holman. Mainly, sorry, Light Flash, I know your stance. <laughs> Let me set the stage. The apocalypse has happened. Zombies and radicals on every corner. You've survived and need to head to the hills. The only two vehicles you find in working order are a fully charged Tesla Cybertruck and a gassed up <laughs> Honda Ridgeline. Mm. Question is... What kind of shoes do you wear for the long hike? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm actually wearing them right now. Yep, I've got my uh, my Merrill Light Hikers. Yeah, uh, these are the uh, the Moabs. I think are the uh, summer ones that breathe a little bit. It's raining this week. Yeah, and these are my rainy day shoes, or when I'm hiking or out in the the coals that we just got back from four wheeler of the year, which we can talk about next episode. Mer- um, Merrill shoes are so good and yet so ugly. Uh, yeah, but they're comfortable. Uh, they last a long time, and these ones have Gore-Tex in them, so they don't leak. So yeah. we were up in Mammoth. We just got a huge uh, snowstorm up there. We were in like a foot of snow. He wasn't asking what shoes are you really going to wear. I, no, I'm not telling him, though. But he would, but he doesn't care. He, it was a joke. But saying, I would wear Merrill's. Okay. <laughs> Merrill, the, my Gore-Tex Merrill's, wait, 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 the, wait, wait, the water doesn't Listen, careful. Listen, listen. Oh, they're moving the car. Shh. Yeah, it's a low rider. I had to crank up the mic, so sorry for... Blowing your ears out, guys. What? Uh, you're up next, Holman. Uh, how about this one from Adam Elbendary? <laughs> Hi, at Truck Show Podcast. Say that last name again. Uh, Elbendary. Elbendary. Or Dari. Okay. The other day I reached out because I wanted to know if you're interested in partnering up to help get the word out about guilt-free night food, sleep-friendly ice cream. Uh, we're offering you two pints on us in exchange for a post uh, or a mention on your podcast. The content is already made, so all you have to do is post it for pints. If you're interested, contact us. Do we want free ice cream? Well, you just said it. Well, I know we don't have ice cream. I totally messed that deal up. Well, you just, yeah, oh. you, you have no uh, bargaining chip All now. right, well, Adam, uh, I can't I can't Send help you. Send us some freaking cream, bro. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, you know. All right, how about this one from uh, Jacob Boone? Uh, this will be the actual uh, replacement email for that mm-hmm. one. Uh, it says, Waffle House. Sucks. Wa- Waffle House is the best. You guys need to come to Tucson, Arizona and try the Waffle House here. It is the best, and I'll buy. So that's the only one that's good. Uh, Jacob, I will be at your Waffle House here uh, with I Listen, know, a few weeks. I don't, this is lightning, and I don't hate it so much I wouldn't go. It's just cardboard, and I'm okay. Sometimes cardboard, cardboard is fine. It's yeah. not cardboard. Okay. You can get stuff smothered. I've covered. had, I, listen, like your the Waffle first, House the first one I went to, yeah. I was disappointed, and I said, this must be, I, I showed up to the wrong location. Uh, I'm going to do it again. Uh-huh. Next one I showed up to? That's me. That's not me in White better. Castle. I get it, but yeah, I know. I get. I'm, I, that's me in White Castle. I have not had a bad Waffle House experience. Mm. Plus, their coffee is really good if you drink coffee. This one's titled "Where It's At" from <laughs> Matthew McLean. Uh, you're trying to distract me by doing <laughs> a uh, scarecrow over on the side here. <laughs> you can only see. Uh, by the way, uh, if you were in the studio, mm-hmm. anything I do while lightning's reading, when I'm reading something, I'm very distracted. I, I shut everything out and I get to it. When lightning is doing anything, yeah. it's like squirrel. And so if I move in a funny way, it completely distracts him. I am him. the lightest of sleepers, Hilarity. and I am so easily distracted. Hilarity. So basically, he's looking to his left. I'm on his right. I'm in his periphery, and I'm sliding back and down on the chair with my arms in the air doing this, <laughs> and he cannot read to save his life, and it is hilarious I'm just going to gonna wait. Are you done? I'm done. All right. Congrats on the almost 100 episodes. Thought y'all would get a kick out of this. I can see out of the corner of my eye, but I'm going to continue to read on. I'm at work standing around in the ER. Yes, I do work in a hospital. And somebody is messing with their phone playing YouTube videos. They started playing Where It's At by Beck, and I busted up singing. 
I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. <laughs> Needless to say, nice. I got a few looks. And he laughs out loud. Have a good one, guys. I'll drop another line in a couple of weeks. Matthew from Birmingham. Dude, thanks, Matthew. Uh, how about this one from Brian from Canada, Gravel Trucks. He says, as a truck driver here in Canada, we often get rock chips in our windshield from rocks used for traction in winter. The easiest way to avoid these chips is to back off and not follow so close. <laughs> from making fun of you. Although here in Canada, gravel trucks are required to cover their load. That's what she said. And that's exactly what Brian's <laughs> note said. I, I feel like he was just setting us up for that. Okay, uh, and this well played, one, sir. yeah, 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 and this one is from Kyle Cunliffe. Oh, I think this is uh, Clint's son. Yeah. Hey, Lightning and Holman, this is longtime listener, rock crawling tour guide, and event attendee Kyle Cunliffe. I found a Craigslist ad for the 1200 Mazda mini truck you need to own. Let me know what you think on the show. All right, let me open the. <gasps> <laughs> no, no freaking way. This is, oh my God. Holman. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. This is a Mazda with a, with a, with a roof chopped off. Uh-huh. It's blue with a black hood and a steak bed. Oh my God. That thing hold is on awful. a second. We're posting that at Truck Show Wait Podcast. A okay, hold on a I'll second. I'll post it up. 1984 Mazda B2000. The guy wants $1,200 for this. Wait a second. No, hold on. Hold Wait on. Just hold your thought for a second. You realize that pile of crap is 1,200 times the price of your C20. I know. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. And it has a, uh, a laser etched logo in the back where the window would be. It just says Mazda. You think it's laser arrows. etched? I don't know what it it's is. It's probably done with a cutoff wheel or something. Uh, no, it's, it's metal. Now, the inside, what's going on with the inside? Uh, it's it's five-speed, uh-huh. well, four-speed, three-speed, whatever it had. Um, it looks like it may have been, the interior may be linexed because it has no well, top. Well, let's talk about the uh, the steak bed in the back and yeah. the like hot rod fenders over the rear tires. And what about the marine speakers that are behind each seat facing no. forward. No, I, I just can't. Oh, my God. Like if you no. had a um, if you had a, like a Teague boat or something, like a water ski boat, and you take the speakers and you face them back towards the water skiers so they can hear the music. Far too these expensive. Are, these are facing yeah. no, far too expensive. Yeah, that should be like a $600 truck. Far too expensive. Yeah. Call him. Call him. Seriously. Uh, is there a number here? Let me see if there's a number. No, there's not. Yes, there is. Right here. Hold on. Uh, it says show number right here. Got it. it this is guys in Phoenix. 480. Call this guy. Oh, this guy? Dude. Yeah. Call this guy that owns the Mazda right now. Well, he's never going to sell it if he doesn't answer his phone. I don't know what's going on here. You have reached the voicemail yeah. box of 480 one. Hi, my name is Jay, and I am very, very interested in your 84 Mazda B2000 project truck. If you could give me a call back at your earliest convenience, I'm at 323-9. Uh, look forward to uh, hearing more about it. Call me when you can. Thanks so much. I am telling you right now that if they call me back and I can get this truck for like under a grand, I'm buying it. That's stupid when you have a C20 that you got for a dollar. We're taking this one to the Gambler no, we're 500. Not. We are not. We are slamming I, this, and we are taking this truck to the Gambler can 500. Can I read the Craigslist ad they Go just ahead. found? Go ahead. Hello, I'm selling my 84 Mazda B2000 project truck. I'm also accepting trades. Ooh, Finnegan style. Trade them your C20. Nope. I will only approve this if you trade up with your C20. Not doing it. 
Uh, I did everything I could to make this truck look aesthetically great, from putting in a wood bed to adding speakers and even removing the top. My next phase was to change what's under the hood. So far, I got a new radiator, radiator fan, new carburetor. The reason I stopped was because we recently found out our family will grow by one, so now it's time for someone else to work on this bad boy. Runs okay. Spotters a bit after third. Not sure what it could be. Clean title. Well, at least this one has a title. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is a project car. You can use it as your daily, but I personally drove this only on the weekends, if that. This will make a perfect Christmas gift to a car enthusiast you may know. Husband, son, $1,200 or best offer. Price is always negotiable, and trades are also accepted. I'm going to trade him some dog poop. Wait, you didn't finish it. It says, shoot your shot. Yep. The worst I can say is no. Like I said, I'm also game to trade. Dude, this is the perfect truck no. for the Gambler 500. Well, I mean, you could sleep in the back. It's a Mazda B2000 mm. stake bed. Yeah. It's begging and it's to convertible. be bagged. And it's convertible. But I'm telling you, it's, it's not... Well, hold on. A convertible implies that you could put the top up. There is but, no top. But what would this you... It's just a windshield. What would you tuck? So it's a Roadster. It's a Mazda Roadster. What would you tuck if you were uh, putting on airbags? What do you mean, there's what no, would I tuck? There's no bodywork above the rear tires. No, you just set it on the grill. Oh, you would tuck the front. I guess, and then you tuck would the front. You could definitely tell people, there's no body to drop, so you just lay frame. <laughs> yes. Oh, my uh, God. If you, I think we found no. our truck. If you buy this, you're an idiot. Why? It's How horrible. can you be against this? Because you have a C20. I'm not taking the C20 to the gambler. Okay, what are you going to do after you buy this? We're going to take it to the gambler. I'm going to bag it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to notch the frame. Whatever I got to do to uh, set it on the ground. You're going to do that? Yeah, I'm going to cut a freaking C you channel in the back. You need to send it to Josh. Uh, I am going to send it to Josh. <laughs> this is going to be a, uh, um, calling, a death wish truck. Call, yeah, calling Josh Maserol. Let's, say, uh, let's see what you can do with this bad boy. How can you not uh, yeah. be ex- Look at I, this. It's awful. Look at this. All right, I'm going to post it up on social and see what kind of response it gets. No, because someone will buy it. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy it for Are you insane? Bucks. Well, okay, how about this? What would you trade for? They're it? negotiable. That means they're willing to take a grand, which would, means maybe 800 bucks. What would you trade for it? I don't want to trade. That's way better. This I is a barter car. I don't want to trade. 100% a barter car. Uh, uh, I got a couple bicycles that are worth more. <laughs> I mean- I literally have bicycles that are worth more in my garage. I know, right? I know. So do I, but All I- right. All right, well. How do you not want this? All right, I just, uh, yeah. How do you yeah. not want this? Because it's not a hard the, body. Uh, did you see the exhaust pipe? The exhaust pipe sticking a foot and a half beyond the uh, two by four. That's like, so that when you, ba- looking when you back into water, it sounds like a boat. Look at this. It's gold. Well, we've hit a new low after 100 episodes. <laughs> Lightning falling in love with a bluish purple Roadster Mazda oh with a stick bed. God. Only you could see this. This is the only thing better than a Nissan hard body. Kidding me? Nothing's better than a Nissan Hardbody. Well, you guys are going to have to let us know what you think of it. Except for a Nissan Titan. Oh, yeah. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. 100 episodes. You just ruined it. You ruined it. You freaking ruined it. Every time. How do you not love that truck? All right. Let us know what you think. We're going to post it. 657-205-6105 or truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We'll put it up on Instagram as well, at truckshowpodcast. You guys, this was our 100th show. Yay! Yay! I know, although I don't know if we're hey, proud. Are we proud? Well, we should grab all those noisy guys out there and see if they'll come in and just cheer for us on the mic. They've been making a whole bunch of other noises. So uh, No. No? All right. No. Uh, so I have a question for you. Are we taking the next week off, or are we going to bring an episode next week? It's going to be a mystery. Yeah, because it's a mystery. Well, uh, there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of craziness in the next uh, in the next week, and I don't know what we're going to fit a show in. Plus, we haven't had a day off in the 100 episodes. Listen, you guys are going to wake up on a Monday, and you're going to have an episode, or you're not. 
One yeah. or two. Ooh, maybe we'll surprise them and give it to them on Tuesday <laughs> of the next week. I don't know. Let's do just we, leave it up in the air. Do we, do, we, do we have to disclose it right now? No, because I don't even know what the answer is. Well, then let's just not talk about it. All right. Let's thank Nissan. Uh, Nissan, thank you. Thank you for uh, sticking with us, being our presenting sponsor of the Truck Show podcast. And uh, NissanUSA.com, if you're in the market for a brand new half ton or midsize, if you want the uh, Frontier, Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD, all great trucks. Remember that 2019's on sale because the super sweet 2020's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the 19. As if I, oh, I have too many trucks. Yeah, you're, you're going to go buy it. I went from day. zero to hero uh, real fast. From zero to I? a couple, a few. But man, nothing nothing does compare to, uh, the, listen, to the Nissan Titan. I'm looking at that Mazda right now. Mm-hmm. No deck system in the back. Nope, and there's no way to put one in the back either. Uh, yes, there is. Well, I get, would he shave one down for us? No, you go to deck.com mm-hmm. and you order one up. Would they they don't make them custom sized, do they? We'll customize it. Oh, will we? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh my god. Greg is gonna be like, seriously? Don't guys? fear the sawzall. <laughs> no, I don't want to cut up a deck. Oh. Really? I'll sawzall the truck before I cut up a beautiful deck system. Well then sawzall the uh, wooden uh, stake bed on it and made it make a deck system fit. <laughs> By the That'd way, uh if you are um doing marketing for deck, Greg, wouldn't it be best to put it in a truck like this that has no bedside so you can see how the product fits? Oh, that's very interesting. Mm. We should just do that. Yeah. Let's just do that. Uh-huh. We're going to need somewhere to put our luggage anyway on the way up to Oregon for the uh, gambler. Yeah, you need a place to sleep. Because <laughs> you're not going to go with me? You won't be seen in this well, thing? I'm just saying a drawer will keep you dry. Can you imagine just if we really did sleep in a deck system? Uh, I bet that would, uh, uh, if you could fit in a deck system, you'd Whoa, no. kill it on social. Do. No, instead of, you don't, because we couldn't fit in it if we close the drawers but we could leave them out kind of like a sleeping bag <laughs> okay. you know what I mean yeah. with our like half our body out uh-huh. like our legs and our torso kind of under and in yeah. and then our, our you know our like our chest and our head sticking uh, uh-huh. out so a coffin the pillow yeah like a coffin <laughs> okay <laughs> alright well uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our look back uh, down the last hundred episodes mm. we hope we're here in another hundred uh, but we can only do that with your sport. I feel like we have a uh, parting sentiment here. Okay, let's. Uh, we are deeply <laughs> sorry. That's probably the right one. Yeah, it's probably. We're sorry. It? We're sorry. We're sorry. <sighs> Will the suckage be this bad at episode two hundred? Probably. <laughs>